listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey yo, there's two ways into the hood: one plain, the other smoking chronic, like straight to the brain. Hey yo, let's get loose, Hennessy straight with tomato juice, Queen Stallion. My guns fully Italian. Now y'all niggas recognize the Dalians. I play the best hood. OT with Tim Westwood used to be on Section Eight. Now my section is good. Thugged out, niggas. We eat as much as we could, and I don't give a fuck what you don't say this shit. I don't give a fuck what you can say your shit. Y'all niggas like extra skin on my dick. Listen to Bob Marley. You funny niggas like Steve Harvey. Front and lie with a weak arm me play the nice guy too i even smoke with you but on the realness i ain't got no love for you that's why i never do a song for you hey welcome to the black Outers podcast your host rod and Karen. not even if your baby mother fucked the crew and promise to give us head and swallow it too i still say no no means no no can't go your nigga sucking night right drinking my flow uh anyway man we are live on a sunday morning as you can tell from the gospel of noriega um you can find us on itunes and stitcher leave us five star reviews of course go to the blackouttips.com become a premium listener uh leave us uh donations if you want to do that there if you want to um leave comments vote in the polls you can all do all that stuff there you can email us the black guy who tips at gmail.com you can leave us voice messages as long as they're two minutes or less 704-557-0186 we respond to all that stuff on saturdays on what we like to call the feedback show so you guys uh can uh do all that stuff all right the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme and this podcast is brought to you by shadow dog productions karen and rod we have two albums out they are on everywhere you can get music um one of them is called the best of rod and karen and the other one is called sunspot and other ratchetness you can find them stream them whatever you want to do leave comments if you get it on itunes or amazon um if you listen to it on spotify or or title or something like that where they're at just let us uh let us know and uh at shadow dog prod is the twitter handle for dexter who uh has been a very good sponsor and loyal supporter of the show so Mm -hmm. um since way back so make sure you guys continue to uh support and check that out we appreciate everybody it takes the time to do that guys all right yeah, um, I was talking to uh, Dexter when he, we met him like last day, yeah, last weekend when we met um, when we seen him, and yeah, he said he he been sponsoring us around three hundred something. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, you go way back. He was like, yeah, y'all was doing like he think he said three shows a week back then. Yeah, um, yeah, he's been going for a while, man. So I appreciate him. Um, and by the way, the name of that artist is Mr. Jukes. Yes, Mr. Jukes is flames. And the album is called God First and it's a whole um ten tracks. Okay, uh could you play a clip of the song people that the people to like? Because you know you played Grant that. Green with, yes. with Charles Barkley. I mean Charles Bradley. Charles I'm about to say no. Um alright, I'll play some. <laughs> one of them commercials because i kept hearing it and they would play like a snippet of it and i 
was like that song goes but it don't play long enough for me to try to find out who plays it so i was trying to figure out and roger found it so i was like well there gotta be an album and i'm pretty sure the album goes just as hard as that so i'll be starring that somewhere yeah lately i've been listening to cupcake um with two k's <laughs> i don't know if you guys have heard is that what you was playing in the kitchen for me uh i think you turned on the um I speaker didn't... thing and when you turned on the lights and that started oh, playing oh okay but i was already listening to that on my own that was but um you welcome to enjoy it though <laughs> i love this song i was just before the show started <laughs> like a vending machine <laughs> I fell out the kitchen she said she is calm as a conditioner she was like come in my pubic come in my pubic hair i use it as conditioner i was like god damn that's serious right there kind of vanessa del rio ass anyway i don't know but but her coochie has in good shape i don't comb it mm-hmm no it's amazing it's an amazing song it's amazing what you can find on title guys surfing around i found a lot of good music lately i've been listening to um childish majors album he's from uh he's from north carolina i didn't know that um but his joint is is, is flames never heard of him um he uh i played it in the kitchen the other day when i was cooking mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a like a it's basically like an ep i guess it's a whole album but it's like only 10 songs it feels like an ep more than a whole album okay oh eight songs it's only 25 minutes long oh yeah that's more of an ep than a yeah album. but it's got scissor on there isaiah rashad um drum that nigga six lack or black as people call him um it's dope man i'll let me see if i'll play a song for y'all um like he got this song no i and team oh no actually you know i just like Hold on, I just played the the first track. Aim high is dope. I mean, they all dope, but yeah, yeah. I need a first class wonder. 
I never seen nobody fighting for middle. I done seen a nigga that's too tired to get up. Grab a cup of water, he content with hiccup. Cool combine, maybe Joe back. See four vine, now we bout to blow, right? Right, right? Man, sleep your whole life away, that shit like suicide. But who am I? Look, I've been working on myself. Discipline, discipline. Do or die, 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 do or die. How the hell you gon' hit if you shootin' low? Well, this shit ain't poppin' in the Carolinas. I'm a barber with a shotty shooter, they ain't line up. Yeah. I ain't never seen a million, I'm on full throttle. Full throttle. Yeah. Deposits, yeah. I like it. Uh-huh. The same hand that get hand out, shit fight with. Fight you gotta with. say what you mean when you don't like shit. Like Ayy, I used to be the nigga not controlling the vibe. They gotta see a leader when they look in my eyes. Yeah. I gotta make this shit shake. I ain't get up out the field just to pump fake. Yeah. Grab face, cause you know that we divide pies. Four ways, spin a drop up on the price tag. Roll rate. Yeah. Soon enough, you get fed up, playing all day. You got that at work, you been praying all day. And never trust a hoe who be laying all day. I need a first class winner. I never seen nobody fighting for middle. I done seen a nigga that's too tired to get up. Grab a cup of water, eat content with hiccup. Cool combine, maybe Joe back. See four by, now we bout to blow, right? 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 Man, sleep your whole life away, that shit like suicide. But who am I? Look, I been working on myself. Anyway, I love that shit. That whole album is, it just felt like it'd be over before it even start because it's so good. Yeah, that's a short period of time. Yeah, 25 minutes flies. Yeah, so anyway, put y'all up on some music a little bit. That was not uh necessarily what we planned to do, but kind of got on a tangent. All right, but that first one, I love that song. And I know I'm not the only one that been listening to the Apple commercial that come on one of them commercials and was like, who the hell is that? Oh, uh, nah, it's, I mean, it's dope. Because um, them horns catch you, but them horns go. Yeah, if you like horns um i'm really into this this uh album uh by this this uh i guess you call it a, a band um called too many zoos that is flames every time i hear hear hear, hear you play that i just want somebody to rap over over it and well they like, have rap on some of it okay like it's not all um so it's not all singing okay but they have that some of it is rap um but yeah they got uh it goes hard too they got some serious horns on their shit mm-hmm. um and the name of the album is subway guards g-a-w-d-z it's just like the second song and the beat flips oh my gosh it's everything and it make you want to dance Good workout music too. Great workout music. Hey. Come on, ladies. Let's go. Let's warm up. Left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. That's Zumba class. Don't get tired yet, ladies. Come on. Three more. Two more. Guys, we want to beat our goal today. One more mile to go. Come on. 
keep the wheels spinning. Anyway, that shit goes. It's a, I it mean, goes hard. There's a ton of shit on there I could play, but that's just like just one of the ones with a lot yes, of Yes, for you, for you know, you be like, what well, goddamn, what well, goddamn, oh shit, the, the beat flipped again. Um. Anyway, um, I don't even know what we're gonna talk about today. There's yeah. a lot of stuff to talk about. I said, it don't matter to me. I guess, I guess we have fun up front before we get to whatever depressing news you're about to bring our way. Well, I got other good news, guys. Um. So I don't know if I said it on here, but you know, I, I do Yelp reviews sometimes. And, um, um, there's this one place, Amelie's we went to, this mm-hmm. French like bakery place. Mm-hmm. And I left a nice review. And <laughs> when I came back, they like came over to the table and stuff. And that was kind of cool. Um, well, apparently I got invited to a tasting for their new like menu items and stuff last week. They uh, wrote an email to me, uh, a Yelp message to me um which is like super cool um and you know they were like hey would you um like to come to uh a meeting i mean a a tasting and um you know uh talk to us about our food (laughs) which is you know it's kind of funny to me because you know i don't consider myself any level of a a critic or like that yeah. yeah um but they really just said they like and i'm sure that the other people at this shit are probably like you know yeah professional food yeah critic. yeah we, like i said we we started getting on yelp and taking pictures and things like that and i didn't realize that uh it's a lot of people that actually look look at yelp and actually get into yelp and what i realized particularly about uh yelp is that people will interact with you particularly the small business owner like they'll hit you up and be like hey thank you for leaving you know that on my page and this and that and you know um i am really have been enjoying i've been you know been checking in and stuff like that and it will actually uh, one thing i like about it but like hey you checked in this place so many times or like me and roger checking each check um like like a minute or two behind each other we'll check in at the same place on yelp and they'll be like hey you got a buddy that you always checking with y'all best friends you know best yelp friends yeah and so i really have been uh enjoying using the app because i've actually you know we've actually been branching out and trying new things you know through and because of the app and it's very helpful for people that are like out of town or you don't know what to get or something like that uh you can actually read the reviews and stuff like that it's a really helpful app and i just i'm still figuring out shit to do on Yelp because i don't know really how to work it but um yeah after i left the the you know amelie's review um I got a um a message from Amelie's that said, Hi Rod, although you haven't left us a review recently, Amelie's is and by the way, I didn't know you could leave multiple reviews, but Yeah, you can leave you every time you go. That's weird. Amelie's is doing an event later this month and I wanna see you if you'd be interested in participating in a focus group about our menu options. We are calling it Talk and Taste. We sh- uh it should last no longer than an hour and a half. We'll be providing a variety of sandwiches, breads, ve- uh vegetarian and vegan options for you to evaluate within a group. Uh we will be asking the group questions to learn about past experiences with us and also some questions for a more in-depth understanding of how our menu is currently viewed. I understand that this seems really random, but I recall your review and it seemed like um uh hold on Sorry, I accidentally Mm-mm move down yeah but yeah every every time you go 
to, to locations you can leave a review every time you go so some people every time they go to places they leave a review every time oh yeah it says um i understand uh i recall your review and it seemed like this would be something you would not just be good at but enjoy also personally i deeply enjoy your reviews in general so keep up the good work did sean king ever unblock you on twitter he did not please <laughs> please feel free to email me and she gives you an email address if you're interested thank you rod and i said um i love the attend and mr king never unblocked me shaking my head is it possible that my wife can come with me because karen has her own food podcast you know lip smacking good mm-hmm. we have like a little mobile mic setup, so i don't know if that's something where maybe we could interview them or talk to people i you know i don't know if they would want us to do that or not but the point being like one if i'm going i feel like you know i'm gonna at least try to get karen in the door um two um at the time i had no idea how you know if this is very exclusive or not but it turns out there were only 10 people invited to this thing Mm -hmm. so she was like well it's kind of exclusive so only 10 people got invited but you know if someone doesn't rsvp maybe she can come but i'll let you know and it turns out somebody didn't rsvp so uh karen's gonna be coming up there with me and uh yeah i'll bring my little mic you know yeah we'll and see ask, but but you know like if we don't get an interview i'm cool with that too and if yeah we do, if nothing really else we, we can at least talk about the experience on the show and stuff right um at any rate um we going so it's cool you know i wasn't sure that's definitely the kind of thing i probably would have said no to last i don't know two years ago before 2017 but i'm like why not you know why not me you know come on why not me and also the thing is uh too uh what i've realized uh particularly when we go out to eat they actually pay attention to the yelp reviews like they look like i don't leave bad yelp reviews you know mm-hmm. but that's just me personally not unless it's probably something atrocious and but i've never had anything that bad that happened where i'd be like your service was just terrible but some people get off on the negativity on on, on yelp reviews um and because particularly small businesses they actually read that stuff and reply back and respond um and also whenever you start pulling out your phones and taking pictures that catches people's eyes like you know like the the service the hostess like they see you doing that stuff so odds are they figure out either you're a food critic or you're on yelp so i know that that actually depending on the situation might affect the service whatever like oh, okay they're about to post something online with us when the average person goes out to eat all the time and don't even think about that or they'll do it but not like actually in the restaurant yeah i never really yeah i don't know i don't know if they get that alert right away or if they even checking that right away or or how that works really but it depends on the business owner um so but yeah i've been leaving more i've been writing more yelp reviews Mm -hmm. i gotta go back and leave some more too because the thing is after you you know you check in and you know we leave pics and things like that so people see your pics and stuff yeah if you don't leave a review right then it actually will hang in your thing you can go stroll through and actually pick and leave reviews at any period of time for that particular visit and then when you go again and check in it will allow you to leave a um another review again Mm. well i left some more for different places Mm -hmm. they were hilarious but i say you can read them if you want to okay all right it's been a while since i read these i'll i'll go through a couple they are funny a a moment in yoke with rod y'all they are hilarious i wish i had music for this i don't know yeah and i know i don't i know yup does the following all that stuff i think if you follow me i'm say that again on yelp who are you on yelp i'm just rod m i don't i don't know i don't know how you follow if you follow us on other social medias i tweet out my reviews sometimes so i feel like people should hear them that way i think i'm gonna say that again shit i don't know um anyway i gotta find some music for this i don't know some the moment in yelp with rod i don't know what about sure let's use this i don't care um 
so this is when we went to dim sum when we first got back from seattle mm-hmm. as i stepped off the plane in charlotte i had one thought in my head dumplings i recently attended a conference in seattle PodCon and tried soup dumplings for the first time my life was forever changed but i was saddened to discover that Din Typhoon only had four locations in the entire United States, and none of those locations were on the East Coast. So it was with this pioneer spirit in mind that my wife and I set out to explore our local cuisine for some sort of substitute. I put dumplings into the Yelp app, and it returned with a few results. Dim Sum Chinese Restaurant was one of the first on the list, and we went about 2 p.m. on a weekday, and it was basically empty. They have a menu with pictures of the various appetizer dishes and you check off that you check off and they bring them to you and we tried as much as we could fit into our stomachs before getting way too full we had to bring the rest home we ordered so much food it still came to less than 50 dollars for both of us a few days later our adventurous spirits returned and we found ourselves in Densum once again this time it was a sunday afternoon and the experience was completely different the place was packed everyone was talking in languages we didn't understand with our ignorant american minds we went when we sat down this time we brought they brought around carts full of delicious foods already prepared and we just picked which items we wanted off the cart and they put it right on the table it was like a dim sum buffet that came around to your table we tried all sorts of things we never tried before even chicken feet what do chicken feet taste like chicken the wait staff ah! the wait staff was attentive and made sure we knew what we were ordering if we had any questions this place felt so authentic to the so that to the asian community that it felt that i felt like a tourist in my own city right thank you dim sum staff for welcoming us into your home i love this place and will definitely return see that was a nice one mm-hmm. uh we went to southwest kitchen and bar soul mm-hmm. i wrote uh i have never been to the southwest of the u.s maybe one day but i like to think that when the great rapper chuck d first said the words by the time i get to arizona he had no idea places like this existed if only he'd known we may have been robbed of one of the greatest songs of all time by the time i get to florida just doesn't have the same ring to it Mm-mm. soul is beautiful inside and out whoever decorated this joint did the damn thing mm-hmm. the food was all intriguing combinations that made me want to return and try them again and again the food feels fancy but the atmosphere didn't make me feel underdressed in my t-shirt and jogging pants this place hasn't been open long and i think we got a waiter that was new he seemed a little unsure of himself but he did just fine in the end it is a little expensive if you're just expecting mexican food it's not it's got that southwest plane ticket on it so come prepare to spend a little dough Seoul is a great way great away spot for americans to remember that what brings us together in these troubled times we may not agree on which lives matter if men are trash who can marry who or who the president of the united states should be <laughs> but we can all agree that trans fats are delicious and isn't that what it's really about all of us distracting ourselves with delicious treats as we pray kim jong doesn't nuke us into oblivion before black panther comes out february 18 2018 come on that was my review Damn. is this song about to run out hold on i gotta make sure okay cool i got some time <clears throat> Den Typhoon, this is the one we went to in Seattle. Mm-hmm. That place was delicious. Why are there only four of these in the U.S.? Den Typhoon is so good. I knew I was gonna be. It was gonna be delicious when I walked by the door on the way in, and there were people making soup dumplings in a room dressed in all white. It looked like the scene in New Jack City where Pookie was monitoring the workers packing up crack rocks. Yes, it did. That was when I knew this place was the bomb. They are literally serving that crack. The wait staff was friendly and attentive even at 10 a.m. And when my wife, when my wife and I walked through the door, we explained that we'd never been there before, and they gave us such a detailed and thorough explanation of the menu that I could have applied for a job thereafter. Ah! 
soon uh soup dumplings are the beyonce of dumplings mm-hmm. like f whatever dumplings you had before if they not soup dumplings then they are just playing games with your taste buds we don't have anything like this in charlotte north carolina so i'm gonna have to learn how to make soup dumplings on my own mm-hmm. if you come to my house and see a bunch of people in white folding dumplings while i'm doing jumping jacks <laughs> in the background just know that i gone full new dumpling city and i and i'm not getting high on my and i'm not getting high on my own supply mm-hmm. thanks to denise who hooked us up with the gift certificate for the meal we didn't even spend fifty dollars, so I don't know what the fool Angel C is talking about. What that fool Angel C is talking about in the review section? Who to let? Who left uh, two stars? Do your taste buds work? But I digress. If you're even ah! fortunate, if you're ever fortunate enough to be in the vicinity of Seattle, I say give this place a try. Yeah, I don't know what Angel C was talking mm-hmm. about. She was hating. Oh, that place was delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me find some more classic music because it's about to run out. Mm-hmm uh all right let's see riley y'all know this spot we talked about on the oh, show this is my and shout out to uh some of our fans I think last week or the week before last they actually came to charlotte for something and uh hit us up and said him and his wife tried it and it was delicious a few people have hit me up about this mm-hmm. y'all they're so good one woman even replied to this anyway i'll get to it mm-hmm. we love this place my wife and i try to get out to riley at least a couple times a month i'm in love with that crab fried rice but they have so many delicious offerings on the menu they also have great happy hour deals like half price sushi and apps if you come at the right time mm-hmm. but anytime is the right time for riley the staff is friendly and welcoming the inside is a bit small but it just lends itself to an intimate atmosphere intimate enough that you can sometimes hear what the table next to you is talking about mm-hmm. including a woman who was walking her friend through his divorce by snitching to him about what his estranged wife was up to what? that was a pretty good day i always get the cu- cucumber crush cocktail you think cucumber why would i drink that but honestly it's tasty and refreshing mm-hmm. i don't know what white privilege feels like but i'd imagine the refreshing taste of a cucumber crush sliding down my throat is the closest i'll ever come to it come on then me the menu is uh one double-sided page much of it is appetizers and sushi and as of yet i haven't had anything on the menu that wasn't delicious be careful with the drunken noodles they are as they are spicy you will be coughing a bit and uh if you go above anything above two on the spice right because they'll be like oh what is it one through five and you know you you know us americans we'd be like yeah give me a three or four they'd be like you don't want that you don't want that but see me i like it spicy spice me up baby i need to clear up these sinuses anyway there's a convenient parking uh there's convenient parking in the garage behind riley and there are also spaces on the street right in front of the building i don't know how i hadn't heard of this place before but it's worth a trip and the only downside i can think of is they don't take the tails off the shrimp when they serve them i tried to request it but they were like that's just how it is cuz and i respect their honesty i just don't get the shrimp anymore but all the food is still worth it p.s learning to love yourself is difficult but it is rewarding don't be too hard on yourself learn to accept your flaws and realize no one should be judged by their worst day i love you oh i like to be inspirational sometimes uh lenny subs mm-hmm. went there the other day y'all i don't know if y'all know lenny's everybody know jersey mike's people don't know lenny's anyway me and lenny's go way back like so far back i feel like i could call him leon ah! you can't though you don't know leon like that unlike his more charming cousin mike from jersey leon is not about ah! these games if you're if you're eating in they will bring your sandwich out to you and they have a vast assortment of potato chips this is an old school shop where you get your money's worth i always leave with a full stomach and a full wallet they have two tvs and they are never on fox news which cannot be appreciated enough much like their fresh ingredients lenny subs likes their news real 
and if you go if you get a sub you have to add banana peppers or the hot pepper relish it is that specialty is a little spicy but in this weather we can all use a sinus clearing right i'm just be trying to help y'all sinuses out really come That's on these reviews is about come on and and the thing before you go in the thing about lenny's they have like four sizes that they lodge them under like a 15 inch and like if you order that you literally can split it with like four people and it is worth every single dime and they chicken philly is flames i watched a documentary on netflix about amanda knox she's like the oj simpson of italy y'all know who i'm talking about anyways i think she did it i don't know man life is strange but she she like but like she confessed and everything and her boyfriend confessed who confesses to a murder in another country at 20 years old unless they did it am i tripping she also blamed a random black dude from the bar they went to like really chick not feeling that at all but get your coins boo um and then the last review i left was for midwood smokehouse it's a barbecue place oh that place is good they got a big pig on the on the logo i came in here with some rolling papers and a lighter but quickly found out it was not that kind of smokehouse after i got over my brief disappointment i discovered it was my second favorite kind of smokehouse the barbecue kind the setup is really nice and spacious we went for lunch and we were sat immediately and got our food pretty quickly we tried these bacon wrapped stuffed jalapeno peppers that were to die for oh, they were so good. midwood believes that those who stay ready don't have to get ready when they keep the they keep the barbecue sauces on deck on each table and they have wet naps on hand you'd be surprised how many restaurants that serve sticky food items with no wet naps before you go on yes you serve wings and shit but you don't have no wet naps we don't have no wet naps what the fuck a paper towel gonna do i mean not paper towel uh regular ass napkin napkin gonna do it's like you serve sticky shit i mean i mean honey garlic crusted wings i want a wet nap the manager came over and checked on our table a couple times as well that was pretty dope not the kind of dope i expected in a place called smokehouse but still dope at least it wasn't named midwood trap house although i guess they do move a lot of birds while we're here while we're here lebron james should win the nba mvp every single year he's in the league i mean what else does this guy have to do i think he could take a pickup team from the local ymca to the nba finals we really don't appreciate the greats while they're all playing he never gets injured he is an outspoken social critic and he doesn't cheat on his wife we can't say that about jordan kobe or anybody else you consider to be the king of the nba the biggest knock on him is that he moved from cleveland to miami when he was 20 something years old yeah like you wouldn't want to do that if you could it's time for people to let lebron james hate go and give him his flowers while he can still smell them so there you guys go we are all caught up okay classical music that's enough um this has been your moment in yo with rod mm-hmm. i still have uh what's that? you probably got plenty more uh, more to write mm-hmm. i need to write more i got so many more anyway uh we got interviewed Mm-hmm. we got interviewed by blacknerdproblems.com uh we talked about it at podcon um it's finally out it came out on the 12th so it's only been out for a couple of days i'll include this um link in the show notes if i remember i hope i remember mm-hmm. but it's titled it's titled pod only knows interview with the blackout tips um it was a really fun thorough interview it was so much fun she went and made gifts out of our uh <laughs> yes and i was like where did she get this from yeah like she got live footage from um when we did our live show and us dancing to um some of the songs and uh she went and got when we were on tv uh uh revolt con and yes and she went way back she even got some stuff when we had a spree cast uh a spotlight 
yeah Vo- uh, was it Volco or Spreecast it was Spreecast I think it- oh, yeah one of them Volco, yeah one of them yeah um but yeah it was it was really fun yeah it was a vocal yeah vocal. okay it was really fun it was like such a great interview she asked so many good questions and um you know if you guys get a chance um maybe go there leave comments let them know that uh you checked it out let them know if you think the interview was good um that mm-hmm. kind of, like that's the kind of stuff that really helps us um with publications and stuff because i think most people feel like writing about um a podcast or something is is about bringing attention to the podcast which it should be but also it's really important that we bring attention to these media platforms that write about us to let them know that hey we have fans they're interactive they listen they you know even if you just go there and go great interview good job or whatever um it really does help us out and uh you know it only takes a few seconds so uh if you guys get a chance please check the uh, check out the interview and not like i said i'll try to link it in the show notes as well but it was really fun yeah it was really fun and no and those things you know what for for people to go like i love y'all i want to support but i don't have the money this is one way to get the word out without you actually have to spend the dime sometimes helping us is not always financially so for those of you like yeah i love you i want to help push and support this is one way click on the link leave comments let let them know how you feel and stuff like that and those things really do matter all right let's talk about some news um i think i'm all in on uh president oprah not that i uh not that i feel like that's gonna happen right but the joke is too good and you guys are, are fucking it up being all serious and uh i don't Way have too serious i don't have three years worth of being serious about this bullshit mm-hmm. to end me so um president oprah actually went and did something that president trump did not she went out there and um met rescue teams and search dogs hunting for missing people in the california mudslides that have left 19 people dead and she revealed her own home was left with just minor damage good god yeah she got home you know one of her many homes i'm sure Mm -hmm. out there and uh yes she was out there hanging out with the rescue people and talking to them very presidential unlike some people occupying the white house but i'm not gonna say no names they don't they don't really care about people so they don't it never even occurs to them to go out and you know meet people at these tragedies until they're getting fucking roasted on twitter then it's like oh yeah let me take a second out from beefing with some nigga that wrote a book and <laughs> let me take a second out from complaining about people taking a knee during nfl games and uh playing golf and and actually do a presidential thing like show up at a catastrophe and offer people some sort of solace and let them know that they're, they're still in their country's minds and shit but whatever right but yeah she went on out there and uh you know uh made sure to uh you know thank the rescuers and made sure it wasn't about her she's like it's not about my house you know i'm rich my house is straight it's like you know disasters just know to go around rich people shit i don't know what i don't know if it's just built better or what but the poor ah! the rest of us uh she was worried about you know and the emergency responders explained to over how they train the animals and that that they hope will find the remaining five missing individuals possibly dead but hopefully alive Aww. you know the other thing i wonder is if um i feel like if she starts doing shit like this she might really be about running for president i don't know you know not that she doesn't do shit like this um before but right. you know this, if you start doing shit like this this is shit that presidents do and my favorite thing about this she went out there with no wig come on like she just, she just went out you there. know you know it's real when probably no big pot she probably had no little to no makeup on 
I didn't know I need this in my life, but if President Oprah is it a pick? Yeah, I got it. If President Oprah like would show up to catastrophes with like no wig and no makeup on, looking like you know, like somebody grandmama just leaving the house, like let me go check on the people down the street, baby. I I think I could use that imagery in my life. Right. I mean, and to an extent, it makes sense. Like I'm here. I mean, even though truthfully, I could see if she did because it's actually like a photo op and all that stuff. But she was like, no, I'm really here because I care. So I'm not trying. I just got out of bed, brushed my teeth, put my glasses on, and was like, look, let me go check and see what's happening to the people around me. Like she really looked like she just came out the house. And I don't, and I don't mean that as any level of insult. No, me either. I mean, she really just looked like, man, look, let me just go check on everybody up the street and see what the, what's going on. I don't know if she filmed this for her show or what, but you know, California just had these, the fires. Right. Now they had these mudslides, people dying and shit. Right. This is crazy. Right. And then this is real. We ain't talking about the fake one that happened over hundreds of people's phones in Hawaii. A fake emergency yeah Had people panicking and shit yeah well we'll talk about that eventually i'm sure but uh yeah she went on out there man um you know so i don't know i the the more and like i said like i've been telling people if she decides to run and if she does all this shit that's if it's gonna it's gonna be about her building this platform over two to three years it's not gonna be tomorrow she's the fucking president so right. everybody's talking but i don't feel like they have any vision of the future. We got a ride from Cameron, the rescue worker. It's so sad to see people's lives. So I guess they gave her a ride on the tractor. Yeah, I wonder if she if it's for like some kind of special or something, or for something she's gonna do for a show or something. A possibility. Cause see, her media machine is it, like people think Trump had a media machine. No. She she actually has control over some shit. Right. She could craft an image that would uh, be uh, a lot more presidential than that motherfucker mm-hmm. if she wanted and to. She's gonna put very very smart people around her. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Like somebody said, she has a motherfucking network that could actually be her own source of promotion yeah like i wonder if she had to give that up if she decided because for the record i don't think she's gonna run for president Mm-mm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna get these jokes off while y'all are being all intimidated and scared yeah, because, about it because like for but, her for her living at the white house is a motherfucking downgrade it was a downgrade for trump too but Correct. i i think also having to give up her media companies and shit like i don't know if she would want to do that you know what i mean not to mention like she kind of enjoys the status of the vast majority of people liking her and not knowing her politics or caring about them that much Mm-mm. like they know it some through through uh they know it through supposition like well she seems she's pro this thing or she was she talked about that on her show yeah, like so they put things upon her but we don't know right because she verbally have not come out and said certain things right so i don't know if she would want to go to like one of the most at least liked people in america to one of the least like that quick at least by half of america and maybe even more because you know once you put your politics on display and they can affect people motherfuckers gonna be quick to be like oh this neoliberal capitalist blah 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 and other people is just like i ain't voting for no black bitch come on so it's like it's gonna get ugly uh the flu epidemic strikes all u.s states and expects uh hawaii and and expect uh except for hawaii 
shout out to typos except for hawaii equally hard for the first time as officials warn of a bad season with two influenza viruses going around so hopefully y'all got y'all shots but even if you did there's a chance that you can get effect, effect, infected by the flu and i've been noticing on my just anecdotally on my social media a lot of people got it right and been going down i'm talking about like they okay one day next thing you know they sick as a dog because that's how the flu sneaks up on you and the thing about a flu shot when they get your flu shot a lot of times they are estimating and guessing which string will be um more prevalent and um sometimes the string they they shoot you with might not actually be the string that's going around but even if you get the flu and you've had a flu shot you won't be down as long but if you had no flu shot that's when the flu actually kicks your ass like it like it, it did mine where you literally have for those of you who've never had the flu you literally have no energy to do shit sitting up takes your energy put it on clothes take your energy combing hair brushing your teeth like everything just zaps the energy out of you and you know depending on uh how severe it is you literally will be out for like a week yeah um so you know be careful out there man um people are dying and shit uh 85 adults and 20 children have died so far this flu season uh y'all was reading an article about a woman in washington that got the flu and then died like two days later uh so she got like a, a infection like a bacterial infection and stuff and it just brought her down and she wasn't even old or nothing um so yeah take care of yourselves man if you gotta go to the hospital or something hop on that shit right away don't wait till it's too late man rather have you here and with a hospital bill than dead trying to avoid some you know spending that 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 cheese come on and it don't and it don't even matter if you can pay it or not fuck it uh long as you here because uh Mm. when you die they can't get that money unless they throw you out in the cold like they did that woman in baltimore um they just she didn't have insurance and they just wheeled her outside the front of the hospital in a wheelchair like okay what you didn't see this no hold on let me look it up how's that were they private or some shit um let me look it up so i can give you the details but yeah i saw that um it was like a viral study uh i mean viral story going around um uh, on social media and stuff i mean a lot of people not gonna but like this and the policies they pass and more people are gonna fucking lose you have millions of children across our country that lost insurance because of policies that they're fucking passing what a baltimore hospital said it was investigating wednesday uh after a video posted online showing an apparently incapacitated woman put it out in the cold wearing nothing but a hospital gown um, and keep in mind how cold it was on wednesday a man who said he was a psychotherapist and a student at the university of maryland medical center midtown campus posted a video of a woman being hustled out of the hospital by staff and left at a bus stop her possessions thrown on the street the woman appeared to have a wound on her forehead and was wearing a hospital gown that was falling off she grunted and shouted according to one set of course it appeared to say at one point please help me the man who posted the video said it was just 30 degrees out and challenged hospital staff so y'all are just gonna leave this lady out here with no clothes on he said in the video that is not okay the, vi- the responses of security staff are not audible in the video but one appeared to say she was medically ke- cleared the spokeswoman for the hospital verified its authenticity and said it was filmed thursday uh we share the shock and disappointment of many who have viewed the video showing the discharge of a patient from the emergency department of the ummc midtown the night of february i mean january 9th lisa clove a spokeswoman for the hospital said in a statement this unfortunate event is not representative of our patient-centered mission no further information about the patient or care was available 
I, I don't believe you. And the thing is, I know, I know, and I know this is kind of a PSA, but for those of you, uh, that around you, actually you up your hospitals and find out the history of your hospitals around you because a lot of hospitals have got like really, really low ratings and low, um, reviews online. And if you don't know this, you won't know how they mistreat people and de- misdiagnose people and shit like that. Uh, because like it's, it's, it's a hospital. Uh, I for, I can't think of the name of it, but it's a hospital down in uh, Rock Hill. Uh, that uh, if something happened to me, I will never go there because I've heard terrible things. People have died in their custody, and I'm like, fuck that. Take me out the way, you know? Because if they have a history of particularly brown people not treating you properly and shit like that, it's hospitals that are open that people don't know that they are barely above float as far as taking care of people and people dying in their care that shit matters reviews or ratings of hospitals matter and the thing is they don't tell you that a lot of times when you have black and brown people that go to hospitals that serve predominantly white people a lot of times statistically they've said that you will end up a lot of times not getting the same quality of service even when healthcare and end up getting turned down because they said they're having outbreaks of diseases that are coming back is because black people are getting undiagnosed and 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 like that and they're like barely taking care of them but see that affects everybody when people aren't treated and diagnosed and taken care of and that goes back to the infrastructure of our hospital system because you know I, I'm like a lot of people you take an oath you know to take care of people this is what happened when you have something dealing with people's lives that is privatized uh, you know our hospitals aren't privatized but hospitals that are privatized you know i don't know the laws on that they might be like fuck it we don't have to take care of you and they can sit your ass outside people think they know the laws with a lot of this shit but everybody don't know the laws with a lot of these hospitals particularly if they're in like these particular networks and things like that that are outside of the public realm you know so for those of you out there something you should do because you know you think you know your history your hospital please go check them out yeah uh serena williams almost died giving childbirth because uh and she's serena williams um but she had to talk to hospital staff through saving her life and they didn't even believe her yeah the 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 thing about serena williams that really 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 pissed me off and they're actually having a lot of like think that think like 700 and something uh women if i'm not mistaken uh forgive me if that's numbers wrong started speaking up and was like hey i've been to the hospital they ain't take care of me you know because the thing is they've done studies and statistics black women die two to three times at a higher rate than white women when giving birth then they're, they're not believed when they say they're in pain they're, they're blown off she basically was like hey you know i'm not feeling good you know y'all need to do a, a cte on me and give me because because she almost died in 2011 because of a blood clot and so you know and her mother died because of the similar thing and so she's like hey you know what something's wrong because you know your body something's wrong i don't feel right uh she had been coughing and uh, she ended up getting a c-section the c-section ended up breaking because of all her coughing because in her lungs she ended up having like little small dots in her lungs which actually caused her uh to have a hard time breathing and she told the nurse and the nurse basically was like oh she delusional from her the medication that they've given her she knows her body so she basically had to have a fit in the hospital and be like, hey, y'all need to look at me. And they ran the test, basically, because I read the article. They ran the test, and they was basically like, yeah, you do got this, and, and they did it. But why should I have to go through this? Because the thing is. Well, uh, actually, I have the article in front of me, right? So it was also, she has a history of this just in life. 
yeah i'm sorry her, her mama's still alive but her mama right. had like the her, same complications yeah, so her i apologize not dead, but um she has a history of this just in life like just it, as like as a tennis athlete everything um in her family and whatnot um the other thing is she has since she has a history of it she knows what test to take and she knows what what scan she needs she thought she was having another pulmonary embolism uh which is like a blood clot in your chest um so she walked out the hospital room so she wouldn't have to worry her mom um and she was gasping for breath and she knew that she needed a ct scan with contrast and iv uh heparin which is a blood thinner right away the nurse thought her pain medicine might be making her confused serena insisted soon enough a doctor was performing an ultrasound on her legs i was like a doppler i told you i need a ct scan and a heparin drip uh she remembers telling the team the ultrasound revealed nothing so she so they sent her to for the ct and sure enough several small blood clots had settled in her lungs minutes later she was on the drip i was like listen to dr williams so one of the most rich famous powerful black women on the planet an athlete that knows her body better than anybody else almost died or could have died due to due to just the negligence and the disbelief of uh practitioners when it comes to black women's bodies which happens you know black people's bodies in general when it comes to the the hospital industry it doesn't matter how many studies has been done or nothing we have a higher tolerance of pain right not just that but we can take more somehow like i don't need that you don't need the same treatment you know we'll somehow be okay but you know when you look at how um how many i mean erica garner got her asthma came back and got really bad after she gave birth you know there's a lot of it changes your body but there's also a lot of complications and stuff that you know um if the medical professional is telling most of us well nah you don't need that how many of us would have been like okay then i guess i don't need it what if what about the money difference how many of us would have not been able to afford that ct scan so we would have had to be like well fuck it then i guess just whatever's cheapest you know i guess I'll, i'll try to cough it out and see what happens you know so um yeah that was that was that was wild and that was serena williams so right and then when you fuck around and die they're not going to take any responsibility or any action and they're going to fight you to for nail when the people like hey you were told and and you know it's a big ass lawsuit when you die right so um you know and a lot of us not uh, a lot of people believe that wealth is an insulation from um the things that affect people racially and this is why you have people like serena williams still talking about black lives matter you know because it doesn't it's not just um the things that you would think like it's also shit like this yeah and and i will forever believe that no matter how much money you make no matter what your uh, status is, no matter how rich and famous you are, no matter how m- many people time see you on TV, across social media, st- no matter how, how big you are, uh, to people that are racist, you will be a nigger. They don't, they, they, and that's as far as they look. It's nothing else you can say nor do to change their minds at any period of time. You're just a nigger to them. Yeah, you got money. Yes, you can help them out. Yes, you can make them money. But in their mind, in their eyes, you're still a nigger. And that is the thought process of people that are racist. And until you understand that, shit like this is shocking and surprising to particularly a lot of white folks that don't understand the uh, racial implications behind the shit that happened in the first place. You know, 
with serena williams you know she'd have been like well y'all doing this because i'm a black woman everybody would have been fucking up in arms but that's the truth right feds resume accepting renewals from dreamers um so apparently there was a move uh the trump administration announced saturday that's complying with the federal court order by allow, again allowing so-called dreamers to renew their quasi-legal status and work permits they had enjoyed under a program that started in 2012 u.s citizenship and immigration services a division of the department of homeland security posted an update on its website saturday evening saying that the renewal process for recipients of the deferred actions for childhood arrivals status would resume effective immediately despite the administration's announcement in september that it was winding down the obama era initiative due to a federal court order um, which who knows how long that stuff lasts who knows what the process is because they probably will not stop challenging it um and if it's not like a supreme court ruling um a lot of times it kind of doesn't mean anything not to mention what are your states and local jurisdictions doing because many of them will violate shit like this and be like well we'll take it to our supreme court damn bitch because we kicking them out you know um and most of that's you know as much as people talk about the deporter in chief label that they gave obama um i think one of the things that people are missing in that is that a lot of people in our country do not want immigrants here at all and it's not a that's not necessarily a democrat or liberal thing mm-hmm. for like a lot of people even that's not even really a black or white thing i've mm-hmm. seen black people that are stupid like that they don't want immigrants here and it was never gonna be a clear like amnesty or ali ali oxen free or y'all can stay it was that solution is never going to come because it's actually not the will of the american people nope and until the american people stop being xenophobic all our policies are going to be xenophobic and it's gonna you know and i don't have the correct solution to all this shit by the way um i know they're never going to have open and free borders for everybody to just come on in and shit i know that's not a feasible solution either but um i i know that this was like that compromise that negotiation and basically the dude got shot on for for it but yeah they even fighting this like even the compromise that people feel was not good enough is too much for a lot of americans and that's why um bush and them have so much support behind this shit but i mean trump and them have so much support behind this shit this is part of what he ran on mexicans are rapists was his first fucking racist uh statement as a a candidate for the presidency so um i'm not shocked at all this but it's but it's still very upsetting yeah Um, and 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 the thing about it is that it it just it just makes you mad when people don't know the fucking history about our country because everybody came on a motherfucking boat everybody's a goddamn uh immigrant except for native americans they were here everybody else came on a boat everybody else came on the goddamn boat so it's like because you're here and they quote-unquote legally can't put you out fuck everybody else that makes no sense to me yeah so they've accept they're starting to accept these things but you can't trust them because at the same time they're also rating like 7-eleven businesses and checking everybody's papers and immigration status so they talk out of one side of their mouth but they're still full-fledged trying to make sure that they send a message that you are not welcome here if you're not white and you're in this country and and you weren't born here or something like that they want to make sure that you feel under the gun um essentially right and the thing is they would get rid of everybody else legally if they could if they could turn around and strip black people quote-unquote of their papers 
you know because for a lot of white people in our country particularly racist white people y'all just better be glad the south lost that's why you know you quote unquote got your papers and we can't put you away you know but if we could change the laws y'all motherfuckers would go back where the fuck y'all came from too yeah trump was on twitter basically saying that um this was unfair the court system is 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 uh is fighting against him right because he really does think i'm president why doesn't everybody just do what the fuck i tell them to do right because he thought that's how the shit worked right and it's it's amazing because to some extent his presidency will show people hopefully you know that's probably too optimistic Mm -hmm. it probably won't show y'all shit nope but in general if people are paying attention they should be learning that there are limits to the power of the office and even with a quote-unquote tyrant in charge it's very difficult to get quick change on things that isn't fought back like you have three different branches of our of our country you know legislative judicial and then you have your you know presidential and you see almost all the time with his decrees the judicial branch is like no you can't do that right and it's designed like that for a motherfucking reason right but what the difference is when obama was president there's a lot of people that either aren't very informed uh politically or not very studied and they really did think that his election was a decree on america that he could just go there propose ideas and everyone would have to do them which is not what he campaigned on and it's also just not realistic but he was a constitutional scholar so he was like working with people as part of the process because we have to not because i like if i could snap my fingers and be like okay guys no more of this shit i just do it but obviously that's not how the country is designed trump doesn't care about that shit but essentially he keeps running into these roadblocks because he doesn't care because right. he just goes i'm gonna tweet out transgender people are banned from the military and then as as the, the wheels start turning in that system it's like no you can't do that and then like it may take a week or two or a month or two or whatever and then you get back and it's like what he said he can't do so no and we in the military are going to operate the way we've been operating and it's essentially fuck him until the supreme court or somebody tells us to do this because right. the president doesn't get to just tell people what to do um uh, without it being challenged you know it, the same way marriage equality was challenged to the supreme court like that that and that ends up being the actual judgment it's not you know and some people are careful like you know president obama was careful to be like okay how do i knock set up the dominoes because when it gets challenged and goes to supreme court i need the legal reasoning to be sound so that i don't have this shit overturned in my face trump is so careless i have no idea if the supreme court will support this and keep in mind we will have a we will have a right-leaning supreme court for a long time now because of this election so who knows if this supreme court will support it or not but it's funny how he keeps getting stymied by these judges with his immigration bans and his fucking airport bans and all this shit and then he and then he's like mad about it on twitter but it's like nigga you don't you don't you never set up the chessboard so you can win anyway you just throw shit out there um let's see what else uh cape town uh in uh africa um they might be the first uh city to ever run out of uh water what cape town home to table mountain african penguin sunshine in the sea is a world-renowned tourist destination but it could also become famous for being the first major city to run out of water most recent projections suggest it could run out of water as early as march 
the crisis has been caused by three years of very low rainfall coupled with in- increasing consumption by a growing population the local government is racing to address the situation with with des- desalination plants to make water uh, seawater drinkable groundwater collection projects and water recycling programs meanwhile cape town's four million residents are being urged to conserve water and use no more than 87 liters which is 19 gallons a day car washing and filling up swimming pools has been banned such water related problems are not confined to cape town of course nearly 850 million people globally lack access to safe drinking water says the world health organization uh and droughts are increasing uh so so it seems incredible that we still waste so much of this essential natural resource in developing and emerging countries up to 80 percent of the water is lost through leakages according to german environmental consultancy giz um, through leakages which is shit they probably can be fixed yeah even in some areas of the u.s up to 50 percent of water trickles away due to aging infrastructure a growing number of technology companies are focusing their work on water managing applying smart solutions to water challenges um but yeah it could be the first city to run out of water I wonder how much like and it's and it seems like a lot of it's just inefficiency like we have the water but we don't use it efficiently we you don't know. yeah sound like people have been treating it they had been recycling it like and shit like that yeah water is such a luxury to quote unquote even though it's such a, a lot, necessity a lot of people don't realize that for the fact we have running water pipes here in our country is something else and a lot of parts of the world to get water they literally got to go to the river banks <laughs> you know they they got to go to the creek to get their water like they have to it's not a option you have to walk miles away a lot of people don't have running toilets in in in, in their uh places of uh, uh where they live like that shit is a luxury and it's something that here in the united states people just take you know for granted you know uh that you will always have fresh drinkable water and you got these motherfuckers spending 60 dollars for shit trying to kill themselves yep um all right let's get to the next session We're just fucking with those black people. We're just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game we go all around the globe. We find different articles, make us feel fucked with, and we assign point scores from zero to hundred. Interval twenty-five. Today's contestants, everybody. Um, this lady, um, a white woman, sprays sulfuric acid into her own face. And then blamed it on a non-existent black woman. A white woman in Staten Island, New York, made false claims that a black woman she didn't know sprayed her in the face with sulfuric acid, only to recant and admit that she sprayed herself. Lizzie Dunn, a resident of the out of Outer Borough, uh, claimed that she was attacked earlier in the week at her bus stop by a black woman in her forties to whom she denied cigarettes and money. With her face, with, with her face burning from acid, she stumbled into a deli near the shop, causing a major panic inside the establishment in the neighborhood. Soon after, local news outlets picked up on the story, acid spraying stranger before Dove recanted. Police told the New York Daily News that the Staten Island woman has a history of self-harm and her deception was revealed after she began pressing, they began pressing her for more details of her attack claims. She suffered second degree burns on the left side of her face and scalp. Uh, the report noticed. Unclear whether or not the police were charged her with filing a false police report. Zero to a hundred. hundred fucker. Yeah. Um, I always worry about these ones where they blame like some mythical 
mysterious black person right. because i'm like somebody don't somebody get arrested, could get fucked up behind charged, even if they weren't there at any time there's a interaction with the police with black people warranted or unwarranted i worry more about the unwarranted use of violence right. uh to resolve whatever the issue is so it's like you put somebody in harm's way to, for what reason right for them to be jailed for who knows how long bail that they may or may not make for them to sit in there for them to buy oh my bad and they just ship you out if they say oh my bad and they just ship you out and there's no uh they don't want to pay you for your time you might have lost your job all types of shit happen but nobody gives a fuck yes charge that bitch why couldn't she have just said white woman then like why is it always gotta why does it always end up being a black person that gets accused of the shit that we didn't do uh, some form of a brown person yeah well normally it's yeah black mexican but it's not white is what i'm saying correct yeah you never accuse each other and meanwhile intra-racial crime is the highest crime for any race of people yet somehow these stories always end up with this mysterious black person that just came up to you and and, and did some some ridiculous shit Mm -hmm. if a nigga did it yeah i understand that but a lot of times situations like this it don't be yeah i figured out who probably did it hey 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 bitch take this acid to your face <clears throat> sorry you got any cigarettes um a protesters trash six i'm going back to the junkyard hey 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 anytime i hear about a, a fictional black person from now and i'm just gonna picture fat albert doing it uh protesters trash six uh, h&m stores in south africa amid outrage over the coolest monkey sweatshirt oh yeah i saw a video too like uh there was one place where they was fucking up the store like kicking the displays down and everything and what was the funniest part nobody stole anything like it wasn't looting they just went in there to be like fuck h&m <laughs> and they left and then left they didn't take shit they was like we protesting all right everybody let's go home yeah that's a shame uh yeah um, that that's what happened when it was one person's job to be like that ain't right that person was like fuck it mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what to tell you according to the spokesperson for the economic freedom fighters eff the i like that it stills f like f y'all the time of the times of apologies for racism are over there must be consequences to anti-black racism period although the model's mother found no issue with the sweatshirt slogan the f fought back against the racism the f protesters uh targeted six h&m stores in south africa trashed them according to routers the protesters took to Gauteng providence uh to launch their attack on the company several photos surfaced of the ransacked establishments and have gone viral that's that's just uh too bad zero to a hundred can not fuck with it all mm, yeah, sorry. gotta say gotta say zero because they got insurance gotta say zero um i gotta go to zero y'all sorry about that too bad too bad for those clothes Mm -hmm. too bad for those clothes Mm -hmm. and those shelves and those racks yeah Mm -hmm. those poor mannequins eric clapton apparently used to be racist i didn't know this y'all knew this eric clapton used to be a racist Mm mm-hmm i don't be i don't really listen to like that kind of music not no offense to it it's I mean, not I've bad i've heard of him but yeah but i'm not I, a big fan of his like, maybe that's the problem if he's duoing with somebody but i haven't been going and be like what's hot for eric clapton in these streets and i normally don't look up you know um 
i normally don't look up shit like like interviews with artists and stuff i'm not really big into that and that's no offense to these people but i Mm -hmm. like the music or the movie or the thing that you do and i'm not really into like going to find your personal stances unless it becomes news somehow right um but um at any rate um he apparently um used to be a old just a plain old racist um he uh fell into the love black culture but not black people trope because you know he made his money making rock music which black people you know sort of invented so come on uh that old thing mm, i can't imagine how many how many black people got stripped of their wealth and their rights and then got washed and wrote a lot of these songs and performed a lot of these songs that got stole from them he was at a q a session uh after his biographical documentary eric clapton life in 12 bars aired um and <laughs> listen the age of receipts boy people brave as fuck to put they to be putting shit out in the age of receipts because you know you're gonna have to answer these questions not saying you shouldn't but it's just interesting because it's like is a is it worth it to you or not you know not i don't think it'll cancel anybody or anything like that but just it is the public embarrassment of having to pop into you know like it used to be a time you're like oh i'm writing a book and the only thing you have to address is you know whatever's in the book or you know the topic of the, like, the movie oh, oh you writing a book we covering everything then. yeah but it's like oh you putting a movie out that's cool that's cool what about that girl you raped just like <gasps> you know like it's just changed uh it's so short it's such a short period of time um at any rate um the the film um that that was out called the life in 12 bars uh the show footage of him chanting racial slurs such as coons and wogs short for gollywogs and saying england is for white people in the 1976 concert in british city of birmingham okay that's a new word gollywogs gollywogs yeah it's not like something from harry potter yeah it ain't yeah it might be new to us but it ain't new i believe that yeah in the video clapton jumped behind racist tory mp enoch powell and declared that britain must stop itself from becoming a black colony i don't want you here in the room or in my country he declared listen to me man i think we should vote for enoch powell enoch's our man i think enoch's right i think we should send them all back stop britain from becoming a black colony got get the foreigners out get the wogs out get the coons out keep britain white i used to get in being a dope now i'm into racism it's much heavier man fucking wogs man fucking saudis taking over london bastard wogs britain it is becoming overcrowded enoch will stop it and send them all back the black wogs and the coons and the arabs and the fucking jamaicans and fucking don't belong here we don't want them here this is england this is a white country we don't want any black wogs and coons living here we need to make clear to them that they are not welcome england is for white people we are a white people man we are a white country i don't want fucking wogs living next to me with their standards this is great britain a white country what is happening to us for fuck's sake He's apologized over the years and saying it was his heavy drug and alcohol addictions that spurned his racist diatribe. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, you know, it's interesting who's allowed to apologize and be forgiven and move on to keep operating like that. I literally have never heard of this shit. Yeah. You would think when, you know, as many people talk about him, you would think that this shit would come up all the time, but this is my first time hearing it. Maybe it does, and I just signed no circles. Correct anyway he says i was so ashamed of who i was and kind of semi-racist which didn't make sense half of my friends were black i dated a black woman i championed black music he said so he didn't he was just confused y'all he you know it didn't even make he's only semi-racist just had these really racist views but he had black friends so like he must not have believed them 
Mm. Uh, a hollywog, a soft doll with bright clothes, a black and bl- a black face with fuzzy hair. And this picture, hollywog. You sure you don't mean gollywog? Oh, gollywog. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh my gosh, this picture. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can. I don't know if I can show it to you. I don't no. think you can. I don't think it gives you the uh, ability to do it. Put it in the chat, though. And I'll I'll uh, link to it if you want me to show people. Okay. Um, but yeah um he had black friends so he couldn't have been you know he's only half racist guys you know how it is you get confused sometimes y'all ever do that y'all be on drugs y'all just get confused and be racist all of a sudden they say drugs and alcohol bring it out of you so karen will you give it a motherfucking 100 karen gives it a 100 um yeah that's 100 those comments i don't know how you cannot um oh i'm looking at a picture of the gollywog now yeah you this see is super it with the look with the key i don't know which version you see but oh my goodness yeah yeah it looks like um what you would consider the um what do you call it the coon um like just picture the um the old black like the the coon basically blackface doll type type imagery um is essentially what it is you know white you know another thing white people do um to pick on black okay people. yeah you um look at that doll oh my god yeah and they're always like super duper black like With the big red lips right yeah. white teeth right like you got like a lot kind of like a nappy fro mm-hmm. so yeah 100 100 for me as well yeah for the fact that i found out what it is you get 200 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. protesters who pulled down the confederate statue in north carolina will not face charges good uh during north carolina protesters who took down a confederate monument in front of the city courthouse will not face charges for taking down the statue by force um in the aftermath of the august 2007 unite the right uh, rally in charlottesville virginia a group of predominantly white activists decided to take it upon themselves to remove the, the monument commemorating the confederacy um so the um Durham County District Attorney Roger Eccles said Thursday we won't try them on felonies only the misdemeanors um so yeah good good um according to Harold and then they said well I know felony charges will be uh do that the the activists do have to deal with new misdemeanor charge of conspiracy to deface real property According to the Herald Sun, the charges were dropped against three protesters identified as Aaron Caldwell, Taylor Cook, and Miles Spigner. Yeah, all because they want to charge them with something. Like, they could have been like, fuck it, and just dropped everything. But they was like, we got to, we have to, no, you don't have to. But they'll, but in their mind, we got to charge you with something. The remaining eight will face District Court Judge Frederick S. Battaglia Jr. in trial, uh, in a trial schedule of February 19th. I do wonder what the racial makeup of everybody being accused is, but. Um, like I said, this Confederate flat, this Confederate monument, the facing shit doesn't really matter to me that much. Cause, but I do appreciate that white people are the main ones doing it. Come on, like y'all do need to take care of y'all shit. Yeah, y'all need to be at the forefront. So Taking zero some to of these licks. Yeah, zero to a hundred. Zero. Yeah, zero to me. It sucks that they still getting misdemeanor, but fuck it, it's worth it. Right, and that's the thing. They could have just been like, we're gonna drop everything yeah because that's normally what happened in these instances but they were like well we got charged with something 
yeah i saw someone in the chat said but let them be black though one i don't know that all of them are white but then two if they are i'm fine with that good use your white privilege for some for some good shit like tearing down a statue and getting away with it you know what i mean as opposed to burning a cross and getting away with it like flip the flip the script on that i'm okay with this <laughs> but yeah black people would have definitely probably suffered a harsher consequence right, and they might not even drop the charges if, and that's if they're not black i don't even know that they're not black honestly um because i remember black people being arrested for this when we first talked about it and being white, hunted and, down and kicked in the doors and shit like that yes and then white people was showing up and at the police station and being like um i did it yeah and and they, they were so overwhelmed yeah what happened here in north carolina it was so overwhelming that they was like quit showing up they're like fuck it nope they're going to jail i'm going to jail too right um my racist messages were race reckless and unnecessary ukip chiefs glamour model lover of 25 apologizes over text about prince harry's fiance that said megan seed will taint our royal family the girlfriend of the scandal hit ukip leader henry bolton has apologized for racist remarks she made about Meghan markle calling them reckless and unnecessary i have to show you guys her picture you you have to see who the fuck is talking about Meghan markle seed will fuck up their family okay taint it will taint the royal family when you see the picture of joe marnie it's like who 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 are you kidding don't nobody want your jeans boo uh joe marnie 25 sent a series of shocking messages in which she said prince harry's black american fiance will taint the royal family with her seed and pave the way for a black king one that that's i don't even think they're in the lineage or succession like that like it would literally need like 27 different people to die for that to happen anyway speaking outside her home today miss marnie told the mail online i'd like to say i'm absolutely devastated by the messages that i've sent and the distress that i've caused anyone by those messages they were unnecessary they were reckless they were overly exaggerated purely for effect they were never intended to be put in the public domain and i'd like to take this opportunity to offer my sincere deepest apologies to anyone i've hurt and for the distress and embarrassment i've caused my family friends and the party we don't believe you you basically said i'm apologizing because it got caught bitch fuck you 100 yeah you got caught and i was never meant for public consumption yes because you got damn racist and you didn't want people to know your ass was racist right right um don't be racist that'll fix that issue mm -hmm. um the 54 year old party leader whose relationship with miss marnie has also led to demands for him to quit was uh wait what okay was told by ukip west midlands um mep bill beth etheridge after the text service go now go quietly and leave us to deal with what's left mr bolton whose relationship with miss marnie is under investigation by the party said today she has been she had been suspended immediately upon receiving this information in a facebook uh video message mr etheridge said it appears that we are now seeing ukip resources which are at best scant being used to defend henry's private life he said he would step down as a UKIP spokesman if Mr. Bolton, who was elected leader last September, insisted on prolonging this agony. A senior UKIP source insisted Mr. Bolton had not resigned and was not intending to tonight. Dude, look at this motherfucker, dog. You're like a Harry Potter character. Mm-hmm. She does too. Look like she ought to teach. All right. Got some goddamn nerve. Uh, but this is the kind of stuff that 
um matter of fact let me go to the next session because we're about to get cut off hold on a second guys be right back um but yeah she like she could be a fucking malfoy and shit um and got some nerd talk about somebody fucking up a gene pool and then you look at her jeans ain't nobody like what are you talking about like y'all need some color in y'all gene pool boo the way y'all out here looking um but this is also kind of the the thing where um you know as as a as a black person you kind of have to be of two minds about everything because um while it's kind of like a a symbolic or like you know i can see people celebrating or having fun with the joke of Meghan markle and duck if you buckingham palace and twerking on buckingham and i I get i get the jokes um and i'm not gonna ever step on people's jokes like i understand they're they're just having a good time but Mm -hmm. at the same time this is the shit that she's gonna be subjected to for the rest of her life dealing with these fucking um pieces of shit white people in this family of you know uh just colonizing the racist old money nothing but the illusion of prestige ass white folks man like she got this delight that she has to deal with so uh anyway um yeah a hundred for me Mm -hmm. all right cool let's get into another story um uh how about you know what actually let's do trash might as well um wait why can't i find folder okay yeah we'll just do trash because she she was trash that story was trash everything was was trash about it so and we'll always have more fucking with black people always um they will never disappoint y'all yeah we can't can't even keep up with it at this point trash time um where we talk about you know some of the people and the me too accusations and stuff that people been dealing with um starting up front uh this nigga russell simmons he says that um he is halting his hashtag not me campaign and that's a shame because uh i really feel like he was that shit was about to catch on and he he missed the wave because i really do see, feel like people are starting to get tired of the me too movement already and he was at the perfect time to capitalize on the hashtag not me uh response which a lot of people were gonna start doing soon because especially as it gets into people that people like and most people's morality only extends as far as do i like this person or do i not like this person right and beyond that is like they don't everybody's kind of oh well i've heard about you fuck you well, when it's your quote-unquote fave you can still be like you fucked up dog you fucked up yeah he uh so he 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 missed out on the opportunity he probably could have if he would have stayed strong for a couple more weeks he would have had some uh like that damon hashtag and not me and shit like that um anyway i mean i'm glad it didn't work out but you know he almost had it all after the mogul's fiery crusade to clear his name over sexual misconduct allegations went mysteriously quiet his reps told us that simmons had instead decided that this is the time for 
women to speak uh in november and december he was accused of various forms of sexual misconduct including rape and attempted rape by some 13 women uh this is the thing i always say man these one when it starts out with just one one thing i feel like the vast this is why when people push back and be like this movement is getting out of control i'm like i don't think it is because when it's just one person everybody just goes okay well that's unfortunate we'll see and then when it's an abusive person normally there's more than one person they don't just abuse one person and when it gets to like two or three it's like oh this nigga got some shady shit about him sound like he might have done this and when it gets to 13 to me i'm like oh there's no doubt you did you did that shit 13 people that don't know each other are not just sitting around like let's just randomly accuse this dude of the shit fuck you anyway um allegedly anyway um although he stepped down from his businesses he said on instagram he was committed to proving his instances his uh innocence and remember that that message about the hashtag not me and all this shit um the same day uh tmz reported that simmons had taken a lot of tech to test regarding uh uh accusation from uh colleagues wait colleagues um accusation of one of his accusers his lawyers claimed he passed it with flying colors okay uh <laughs> we'll see you in a court of law sir but then but that was the last we heard of the not me campaign since then he's posted on instagram three times each with an inspirational quote he hasn't used the hashtag since and there's been no further attempts to prove his innocence in the press somebody must have got to him and said man you need to cut this shit out um yeah mr simmons previous uh statements stand and he has nothing to add to them at the time um according to his reps it was it was his not me idea that prompted publicist and tv star kelly catron to tell page six last month that simmons had tried to rape her in 1991 that's the other thing when you come out and start being like these bitches lying or never that that's when these other people that was like i've been holding your secret for however many long years um let me add my voice to this because this isn't gonna go away and you need to admit you were wrong and you did these things the not me thing i'm going to do a yeah fuck you she told us so uh but that's what happened i was wondering just a couple weeks ago like what the fuck happened to that because he was like gung-ho i'm gonna fight this and now he's like nope um mark Wahlberg, uh shout out to time's up mark Wahlberg and the agency that represents him are going to give two million dollars to the time's up fund after a pay discrepancy outcry what happened was because kevin spacey was in this movie i think all the money in the world or something he had to be replaced and they used uh christopher somebody i can't remember his last name to to film all of kevin spacey's scenes and that meant they had to reshoot these scenes and it required uh michelle williams who was a co-star of the movie and uh maybe even i would even venture to say this the real star and uh mark Wahlberg, who's also in the movie to come back and do reshoots michelle williams basically said i'll do it for free so she got paid scale which is like what they would pay like an extra or whatever like to just come it was like less than a thousand dollars i believe mark Wahlberg played hardball and said i want one and a half million dollars to reshoot this Woo! so the first thing that got reported was a pay discrepancy of oh they paid mark Wahlberg 1.5 million and they paid michelle williams less than a thousand and the the same agency represents both of them so like what the fuck like why y'all didn't pay both of them uh equally but michelle williams didn't want the money you know which i assume is because she was like look this shit is unfortunate kevin spacey obviously you know this movie is fucked up because of what he did i'm not trying to cost the studio more money because of kevin spacey 
it's almost like i'm victimizing everybody else because of this man let's just get the re- movie reshot we don't have much time and get it out mark Wahlberg was like "Ooh, opportunity to make some more money time's up and many of the women that uh in hollywood that um you know support and uh talk about that for a living and stuff uh many of the activists they were on social media like what the fuck is this so mark Wahlberg gave up his 1.5 million salary that the bonus he got gave it all the times up and the agency gave up 500,000 of their money because they were involved in that shit times up be out here yo they running niggas pockets like you might have started calling them annie up because they out here like uh the fuck you just do Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no that's our money now uh and i really do hope like i said man it is my highest hope that this agency is run well this organization is like i'm not gonna put it past these women and say they can't do it because I, I the ultimate thing i would love to see is them to find a way activism and stuff like that is always sloppy there's always choices to be made and there's always someone on the sideline hating talking about how they would have did it better than you right but the if the ultimately if they are able to take money like this and funnel it down to women who typically would not be heard and typically not have legal resources to even be to get any semblance of justice then they will have one in a way that no one has done for our society as of yet you know using their fame and leverage and power to help people that aren't just hollywood starlets but like everybody um so i yeah that money could definitely go on uh to really help a lot of people and uh uh i think that's pretty dope that's dope news um so not all the times up news is bad rebecca hall by the way she started woody allen's new film she donated her full salary to times up and and apologized like i said they out here <laughs> and he up captive fool <laughs> like straight up running motherfuckers pockets um and people are like oh this made me look bad yeah and i think um there's gonna be some residual jealousy i think especially for black people um in this stuff that our shit doesn't get handled this way mm-hmm. and i understand that me too but it but i'm not gonna let that turn me against have any animosity towards this because i feel like this movement is good and the things that they're accomplishing are good so i'm not gonna let that turn me off towards this or start blaming some other marginalized group for my shit um and white women are definitely complicit in that marginalization of black people um and black women get doubly you know as much but even with that being said um i love the fact that they are running motherfuckers pockets i love it you know what i mean like you have to make it not profitable that's what people respond to right it needs to be not just oh i shouldn't have done this movie but you know and i do believe the the women and woody allen is bad but you know he wanted me to be in his picture and i'm i have to work like no i like the idea of yeah you say you sorry but what what are you putting behind that come on like come to people with solutions like okay you you don't you you sorry you you mad you upset you 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 shouldn't have done this then run the money you don't need the money so now it wasn't profitable for you to be in that film now the next actor or actress is thinking twice about being in these fucking films yes yes and and you'll have people consider it and be like you know what i don't even want to be bothered right um so yeah rebecca hall says she's profoundly sorry and she basically said it was the story of um uh, dylan farrell who alleged that um woody allen molested her um she said it was that story that made her like see it differently 
uh and he gave her a start in her career by letting her be in uh casting her in vicky christine uh barcelona um but she like even with that you know i shouldn't have been in this 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 joint and she's like this was right after the weinstein shit came out and i felt conflicted but i went and did this shit anyway um because it was it was in my hometown it was one day of film and it was easy but uh she's like after i realized after i did it i realized not, there's never anything easy about any of this and in the weeks following i have thought very deeply about this decision and remain conflicted and saddened i see not only how complicated this matter is but that my actions have made another woman woman feel silenced and dismissed and that is not something that sits easily with me in the current or indeed in any moment and i'm profoundly sorry i regret this decision and wouldn't make the same one today um the thing i want to see uh is our people truly changed by this right and if it has an effect on other people in hollywood because like there's one way to keep a person like woody allen from operating this is everybody's like i'm not going to be in your movie come on you know because you see people that claim to be down but it's like molly cyrus is starring in his movie justin timberlake is in his movie it's like how much can you really you know um believe this dude you know these people when they speak this shit but then they work with these people too you know and that was something a lot of people complain about during the golden glows and i'm like well we'll that will take time and we'll see what happens you know so i don't know it feels like a step in the right direction i hope it is and like you said i hope they do good things with this money yeah um all right um aziz i'm sorry uh someone wrote a, a piece about him i went on a date with a season sorry and it turned into my wife into the worst night of my life yeah i seen that post and, and don't he do that show i've never seen it that everybody been talking about uh he has a show on netflix uh i haven't watched it either uh i've seen like one of his stand-ups i thought it was pretty funny um but i you know this is one of those things too where i'm not a huge fan of the dude and this ain't and that's not shade on some like i don't like this nigga and i'm just saying i'm not a fan i'm saying i literally just am not that big of a fan so i don't know uh like i didn't watch park and rec parks and rec i heard it was great i didn't watch his solo series on netflix i haven't i've only seen one of his stand-up specials i thought it was straight um you know i have no animosity towards him at the same time i don't have this great love for him so that i don't i don't feel the need to defend him or like explain how this is different or whatever and i think people that are fans of his and this is what everybody when you're a fan of somebody you try to find a way to mitigate what what's happening correct um and i read the whole thing i don't think it i don't necessarily know that it's part of the um i don't i don't i'll read it here but i don't really think it's necessarily the same um in the same vein as people's me too things um okay as far as like workplace stuff because it was a date that he was on in his private life okay but it sounds like a date that went at at minimum it went really bad Mm. and he definitely came off to me kind of like creepy and pressuring this woman and she had a bad experience and i think because of his reputation as the guy who gets it when it comes to women she felt and she seemed to be a fan she felt like really betrayed by the idea that at the end of the day he was another dude just trying to get trying to get some pussy uh which i don't know how you oh necessarily avoid that kind of thing Mm -hmm. um if that's all you care about you know what i'm saying like to from her stance reading if her accounts are accurate it sounds like he just wanted some pussy and was not really interested in in her beyond that 
and she uh definitely uh felt rejected by you know felt disappointed by that the other part of this though that is not really up for the debate she said no it several times and he kind of ignores the no's on like like oh no well that's just no for the next three minutes and then i'm gonna try to get some more pussy and then you know and then she's like nope 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 and he's like okay well what about now i'm gonna get some pussy and i think we've accepted in our society that that's just the default for what men do right and since we've accepted that it leads to people blaming her like why didn't you leave why didn't you do this why didn't you you know instead of her like i said no so that should have been the fucking end of it right he didn't respect her no but people Correct. people don't realize they're already biased by saying basically he's a man you went down his house why did you expect him to respect your no as opposed to well no it's reasonable that someone could want to do one sex act and then be like that's it and i'm going like i'm either going home or i'm done for the night but i don't i'm not we're not doing that you know and she said that several times um anyway uh she approached him when because she recognizes camera flash the season sorry was taking pictures at the 2017 emmy awards at the party with a film camera uh not a digital one I stood up and I'm like tipsy at this point feeling really confident I'm in a gown and I walked up to a season and said what'd you just shoot with Grace she's 23 years old um Brooklyn based uh photographer now but she was 22 at the time we're not using her real name to protect her identity because she's not a public figure she says and sorry brushed her off at first but after he re- realized they both brought the uh same kind of camera to the event an old model from the 80s he was impressed they flirted a little he took two pictures of her she snapped some of him and then she and her date went back to the dance floor it was like one of those things where you're aware of the other person all night we would catch eyes uh every now and then uh they ran into each other uh another uh one last time right as grace was leaving and uh at his suggestion she put her phone number in his phone uh oh she was with a date and she put a phone number Woo! boy these streets out here don't play uh i wonder if that dude yeah, right that, that dude reading this account like god damn she played me that night right, she was she was like uh you ain't put no ring on this nigga right i thought we was in love uh anyway when her plane when her plane landed back in new york the next day she already had a message from him they exchanged flirtatious banter over the next uh over text for a week or so before he asked her to go out with him on monday september 25th oh damn they got the home the date didn't go as planned that night would end with grace in an uber home in tears messaging her friends about how he had behaved babe spoke that's the name of the website so also the website i've never heard of this website before not saying this is whatever but i think um part of the thing with these allegations like because i don't think this one's going to be taken very seriously and i'm not saying he didn't do it i just right i think this is one of those ones that if he doesn't respond to it he'll yeah. mostly be okay and it'll go away because it's it's, it's, it's not sad, but yeah. yeah it's not time it's not thr it's not variety yet which they may cover it anyway um and then also is one allegation right now and it's and as I'll, I'll read further but mostly it doesn't sound like something that rose to the level of criminal um shit for most people and i think most people will write it off as he's well liked uh it was just a misunderstanding or what i've seen mostly why didn't that bitch leave you know which is uh kind of fucked up and victim blaming but that's i've seen that from a lot of people and i don't know if that's just because they like this dude or they really believe that and in which case i'm like i i just uh as firestarter calls it outrage flopping 
because if it was somebody they didn't when it's louis ck it wasn't why didn't them bitches just leave the room Mm-mm. uh for some of these people you know and louis ck is on aziz's boy and he didn't have any comments on it but people some people were saying like well wait till you hear what comes out about him and it's like oh shit so if he has a pattern of this behavior this will just be the tip of the iceberg but i don't think um anybody really does much with the first accusation nope which is sad but true anyway uh the so yeah the uh, the day after the incident she wrote a long text i'm sorry saying i just want to take the moment to make you aware of your behavior and how uneasy it made me to that message you respond clearly i misread things in the moment and i'm truly sorry the mobile phone number from which his text to her was sent matches up with the details of a searchable public public register we spoke to grace last week when we met and sorry had just won best actor for the netflix show master of none at the golden glows uh where he declared his support for the fight against sexual assault and harassment by wearing a times up pin on the red carpet grace said it was surreal to meet with Ansari, a successful comedian and major celebrity and she was excited for their date before meeting Ansari, Grace told friends and co-workers about the date and consulted her go-to group chat about what she should wear to fit the cocktail chic dress code that he, he gave her. She settled on a tank top dress and jeans and she showed me a picture. It was a good outfit. Uh, after arriving at his apartment in Manhattan on Monday, they exchanged small talk and drank wine. It was white. I didn't get to choose and I prefer red, but I, it was white wine. Then Ansari walked to the grant. I don't know why they have these weird details in here. Uh, let me get to the part that right. matters because i mean is this a yelp review i mean right you know that's off topic right um she said basically he was real quick at the meal like she thought maybe he was having a bad time because like he was immediately like all right let's get the check let's get out let's get out of here and you know to her she was like is he having a bad time like yeah does he want to end the day right. right they walked two blocks to his apartment building um and um when they walked back in she complimented his marble countertop so she went to to his place according to grace i'm sorry turned the compliment to an invitation um because she said he had nice countertops he said something along the lines of how about you hop up and take a seat within moments he was kissing her and a second his hand was on my breast then he was undressing her then he undressed himself and she remembered feeling uncomfortable how quickly things escalated when Ansari told her he was going to grab a condom within minutes of the first kiss she voiced her hesitation explicitly I said something like whoa let's relax a sec let's chill uh, she says he then resumed kissing her briefly performed oral sex on her and asked her to do the same thing and she did but not for long it was really quick everything that was pretty much touched and done within 10 minutes and hooking up except for actual sex she says I'm sorry began making a move on her that he repeated during their encounter which is uh, he took his fingers and he formed like a V shape Okay. and he would put it in her mouth uh and throat and then go straight for my vagina and try to finger me um the move that she called the claw which i mean sounds maybe awkward i don't know maybe some people are into that i don't you know you never know right? that's just one of those like it wasn't her thing so i don't know if uh you know and under the pretenses of a date where y'all just made out i don't know that 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 he would read that as like you know i'm a salt this bitch you know or and vice versa you know i don't know that uh, other women would read that as like look at this nigga trying to be creepy and sorry also physically pulled her hands towards his penis multiple times throughout the night from the time he first kissed her on the countertop onward he probably moved my hand to his dick five to seven times he really kept going down after kept doing it after i moved it away 
the main thing was that he wouldn't let her move away from him she compared the path they cut across the apartment to a football play it was 30 minutes of me getting up and moving and him following and sticking his fingers down my throat again it was really repetitive it felt like a fucking game uh throughout the course of this short time in the apartment she said she used verbal and non-verbal cues to indicate how uncomfortable and distressed she was most of my discomfort was expressed in me pulling away and mumbling i know that my hand stopped moving at some points i stopped moving my lips and turned cold um that's another thing like involving consent that we don't really talk about in general come on but um it's also because of you know because of patriarchy i feel like the role that most men think we are to play in sexual intercourse is to be the aggressor right and women have been taught that it's okay to um want sex but to act like you don't and then like and we put ourselves in like we teach girls this i'm not saying yes we do i'm not saying women like this i'm saying women have been taught like well no 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 if you want sex just you know you gotta kind of make them work for it and shit like that so you know um i remember saying this a long time ago on the show it is fucking weird that we find a conversation more intimate than sex right like a fact that we can't have a clear conversation on like listen this is how i feel about this thing and this is how you feel about this thing here are my rules for this shit and this is why you know so i you know like we need to be clear and since but but if you like say what like uh for example like a condom there are people that haven't worn a condom during sex because the conversation is awkward but like what's more awkward than an sti you know what's more awkward than pregnancy but yet i know people who find the conversation more awkward than the fucking sex right and 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 in my opinion that that boils down to the average person is not mature when they, even adults quote unquote as they still treat sex as when they're teenagers right and in my opinion uh grown ass adults feel as though if we talk about this we're particularly with men and some women we're going to kill the mood i might not want it anymore this conversation isn't sexy you actually stop in the flow when the reality is after i become intimate with you is the wrong time for me to be like well i should have did this this that, and other and not blaming anybody or for anything but you go okay i should have told him you know i prefer the condom or right. i should have told her that i you know liked it like this or liked it like that well also people freeze up like everyone's response is not the same right so right. like some people if you're sexually aggressive towards them they freeze up right some people are like she had non-verbal cues which leaves this this space this area for people to be like i didn't pick up on the cues now i'm not saying that he should have or should not have i don't think we even teach sex that way like we don't say this is how a person's body will respond and this is you know this is how you know they're into it or whatever and some of the shit we teach is flat out wrong right you know what i mean like we tell people sometimes like oh no she's saying no but she really means yes men and women appropriate that that thing right which is a problem and for a lot of people men and women they don't understand what consent is right i initially might say yes but at any point in time i could turn my yes into a no even if we are in the middle of the act i can say no i don't want to do this right um or you can say no to certain acts or you can say no to like i just wanted to make out tonight all right um here's the other thing though there's also a bunch of shit where people don't say no 
correct now and that's and what i found the most interesting about the whole me too thing and even social media um in general is that we're getting an insight into people's minds that are experiencing things that we won't experience so like when you see people talk about well this is how i really felt about this interaction it to me instead of rejecting them and being like well motherfucker you should have just said something i'm like i'm like oh wait have i ever had an interaction like this have i like have i put someone in this position and not been aware of it um like now i know the other side of it like i brought up with the whole street harassment thing and we had that neighbor that used to stay in the car and i'm like i don't know if she just don't she's racist towards me because i'm a black dude or she's scared of me because i'm a black dude or something's happened to her in the past or she thinks i'm gonna say something i don't know but these are things i would have never considered before social media because i wouldn't have had that perspective the only perspective i would have had is white women be racist that bitch racist she don't like black people she don't want to see me come out my car well now i have another way to view this where i'm like oh wait maybe it wasn't as simple as i think not saying it it wasn't like it could have literally just been she was racist but it might have also been a bunch of other shit that i don't think about right and and the thing is that goes back to how we're taught because the thing is a lot of dudes aren't taught to actually pay the woman attention it's like i want pussy the end they're not that's the goal they're not taught to pay her body is she tensing up how does her face look look at her response to how you how she's doing does she enjoy this does she not enjoy this the goal is the pussy it does not matter what tactics i use to get there it does not matter if she wants it or not those aren't taught to men well also we tell men to basically like oh you you take pussy women give it away you know in these head obviously we're talking ahead on normal terms right but i would even say this extends to pretty much all men are taught kind of this you know um in, in a lot of in a lot of ways i'm not saying all men take to it or that all men are even on that end of the spectrum of being a sexual aggressor but we definitely teach children even like this is the way for you to have sex and we teach men to be like pioneers of having sex like go plant your flag go sow your seeds go spread the women we teach like uh you should not want sex unless it's with like your husband to procreate and we know it's not realistic but we basically give people a a complex women a complex about the idea of even having sex right so there is this huge area of around consent where we've taught people literally if you want sex act like you don't and if you don't want sex um act like you don't so the whole time so then there's like oh then we teach the kid the boys like well look if you approach a woman that acts like she don't want sex ah she's just playing hard to get she don't really mean it she don't and so we we as a society put this area out here full of confusion and then have people go out and do this shit now it's gonna get worse in a second so i'm not this is just the initial parts of this that she's talking about and i'm like i can see how she would feel uncomfortable and he wouldn't know right as of as of this moment right and 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 it's it's and it's one of the things to where we mean you kind of talked about this when we get to the me too movement a lot of men panic because for the first time they have to fucking think and they have to say hold up most of women's lives for everything they do particularly straight women when it comes to males you have to constantly no matter if you want to or not fucking consider his feelings you got to consider his feelings 
how you have to be emotionally connected to this person to understand things men are not taught to have sexual sensitivity to women you aren't taught to to feel her cues see how she feels does she is she flowing with you is she men are not taught to ask are you okay are you comfortable do you want to do this like we also teach you we also teach men like oh she will come around you you know what i mean like we teach men that like oh well she wasn't into it but like you know you she gonna come around you just you just gotta do your thing she'll you know and that and like that's part of it too because like it's not just that they don't know is what i'm saying it's not just that men don't know i think men have been told like just ignore it like it's not like oh i i just didn't pick up on the cues i think to a large part that i mean that may be some of it but to a large part we've been told like oh she'll that women are gonna not give you the cues on purpose but they really do want you to fuck them deep down right and the, and, the, and the thing is a lot of that leads to later on women saying hey he raped me right and the dude's like i don't know what happened because at that time she consented quote unquote because you have to think of the structure of a man versus a woman. Mm-hmm. You piss him off, he gets mad, all of a sudden you're dead. You piss him off, he gets mad, all of a sudden he fucking fucks you up and punches you in the face. Or like, your adrenaline kicks in. It, it, like it doesn't, I'm not even saying it has to be a physical threat. Your adrenaline kicks in, fight or flight kicks in. Correct. Some people shut down. Some people think, well, let's just get this over with. You know, um, it's like, it's like how people think about a robbery, a mugging a lot of us think like okay if you pull a gun on me i'm gonna go motherfucking um i'm gonna go motherfucking john mcclain and disarm your ass and then flip the gun on you motherfucker i'll punch you in your face like batman but but most of us haven't been in that situation yet correct so and you really don't know yourself till you in the situation and when someone pull that gun on your ass you might freeze the fuck up you might piss your pants you might just be like uh just take whatever you need like you really don't know and a lot of people suppose shit but they don't know and they don't it doesn't matter how much fucking testimony of survivors and shit we get where people are like listen this is what happened to me i froze up or i just complied because i was scared and i thought he would get violent or i was scared he was gonna kick me out of his house at three in the morning i have a way home like there's a lot of compromising positions that people put in where they have to negotiate this and then what do we do we turn around and blame those people for even being in a compromised position in the first place which of course immediately should go to the well aren't we then all agreeing that men are trash because you can't say that you should never be in a compromising position with this person and and at the same time be like but this person isn't a piece of shit all these people aren't a piece of shit i've saw people going you don't go down someone's house on the first date and i'm like so then you are saying that men are all pretty much rapists right because it's the only way you come to that conclusion you know is like don't be a don't be offended at that conclusion of men are trash and also be on this but don't go down this house on the first date shit because you're saying the same thing right and, and so what are you also saying is that straight women shouldn't even fuck with men i mean because you know right anything can happen to you these bitches be out here with all this pussy in and it. i'm gonna blame you right if if, 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 if he whooped your ass because you said no that's your fault if he punches you in the face because you didn't give a telephone number return a text that is your fucking fault bitch so as of right now like i said we're early in the story but to me i'm reading this from as a 40 year old man he just trying to fuck and that's and that to me that's like whatever she thought they had through text whatever the fuck he acted like the way he acted on the date the way with the fingers in the mouth got her back to the he was like i'm trying to fuck this chick tonight p 
period i don't care about anything else and maybe just me he could have been like hey i i, I just want to have sex with one fuck oh yeah he could have said like, it like, out like, loud. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like like before we had it, hey i'm letting you know right now if you're not down for this i'm cool and 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 i'll get you back home but this, right. this is what i'm about tonight yeah like he i mean i don't know what the dynamics of famous people is with like tinder and shit like that but you know if you treat a person that is not interested in just fucking you as as a person that's just interested in fucking you you end up with situations like this as well because people ain't always into that shit like every date isn't designed to get you some pussy every conversation isn't designed to get you some pussy but a lot of niggas treat it that way and maybe as a famous dude maybe he's tried this a bunch of times who knows right and, and my thing is and it's funny though because you will have it's it's dudes out there they're very very straightforward with how they feel mm-hmm. like that and, and they don't code it they're like look i'm here to fuck or look i'm here to do this i'm here to do that and society has also taught women that i hear you but that don't like like I, that's not what you mean mm-hmm. like and that can so be, like you could say i'm trying to fuck and they'll be like well no 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 clearly you don't mean just fucking right and, and he does right and he's yeah. being straightforward and, and front and, and frank with you and for a lot of women that frankness is you being too mean or you being too harsh or why are you telling me how you feel about this and that's also something else too that women don't that, that society doesn't talk about that complicates the shit too because he's being front with you up front with you and you're not taking him seriously he's be like look this is how i feel right that's possibly what happened i don't know i think since he hasn't quote unquote put out his side of it or defending himself which i'll tell you this much if there are other women i probably would guess that he's not going to defend himself because that seems to be the trigger for other women coming forward whenever these motherfuckers be like i didn't do that and you just tripping and nothing happened and then all of a sudden like six more women are like uh he did that shit to me too so if that's a thing um that he does i then we may not ever see a defense if it's a thing that he constantly that he's done a lot but if it's not i would be interested in what those test messages were like over that week or so because maybe we do see him being up front because she is 22 maybe we do see him being up front like i just want to fuck you and i don't really like every i'm just hollering ha 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 but i when you get to this town i expect to be fucking you and that's and that's really what this conversation is like i we i looked at you at that party and wanted to fuck and that's it you were never more than that to me because i'm you know i'm a famous man i like i feel like you were into me or you're a fan and i feel like i can fuck you i don't have to really respect or treat you any better than uh i would somebody i was just trying to hook up with at a bar right and regardless of if he's up front or not that does not excuse anybody's behavior once well we even if you interact with each here, other here's the thing right if you're up front you everybody that's up front runs this risk of being rejected and i mean this Correct. on and i really do mean this on both sides and i'm not saying it's equal but i mean it on both sides men don't want to come out and say i'm just trying to fuck you because the average woman will be like that's not what the fuck i want out of this relationship like you're a season sorry but you ain't the rock you know what i mean like it's very few like you ain't kofi you can't just come up to me and be like i'm trying to be balls deep in you tonight and i go oh swoon can't wait to go home like even your average woman like not famous not the hottest woman in the world even the average woman gets offered dick on the daily so many fucking times that it's not so goddamn flattering that a famous dude want to offer some dick it's like okay famous dick i'm not getting anything out of this you know it's like people talk about harvey weinstein and they used to be like well you know these women going there and they try to fuck them for these rough 
roles and shit and it's like um if these women were fucking people for roles they wouldn't have to fuck harvey weinstein come on like they like they like just fuck like matt damon or george clooney or something like they just fuck somebody that they really did want to fuck and be like can i get a role in your movie like it wouldn't happen while like let me go up to this motherfucker um anyway the point being that um that i don't think i think in our minds we had this idea of like oh this dude is famous and rich and he says i'm trying to fuck and women just drop all their plans for the evening and now they fucking this dude and i don't think women are as blown away by the offer of dick as people think they are come on and people fail to realize that you see one dick you see them all they don't change they might be bigger thicker smaller whatever but a dick is a dick to a woman like you said because we offered it more consistently and somebody will fuck him i'm not saying yes. there are no women i'm just saying if you're up front with i want to fuck there's a lot of women that will say no and they don't want to risk the no so it's just like well uh you know i'm into you let's go on a date or whatever you know what i mean but yeah that's there's a lot of women that will just fuck some famous nigga that's not it's just those women are also the women that these dudes want sometimes you know because they might end up on groupie tales um but um anyway uh back to the story um but this i wasn't gonna read this story but this is a good i think we can have a good conversation based off of it Mm. that's why i'm reading it um so he uh she said she gave a lot of non-verbal cues um wait why did this article move without me moving um okay gave a lot of non-verbal cues about how comfortable the stress she was most of my discomfort was expressed in me pulling away and mumbling i know that my hand stopped moving at some points and i stopped moving my lips and turned cold um like once again like i said a lot of dudes just don't care like if you don't flat out tell them no they don't care and they will fuck you as you basically act like a lifeless corpse because hey you didn't say no and that's all i've learned of consent and that's the only thing that i would consider wrong is if you said no whether he noticed uh her reticence or knowingly ignored it is impossible for her to say i know i was physically giving off cues that i wasn't interested i don't think that was noticed at all or if it was it was ignored the other thing dudes do in this situation they'll gaslight you so like if you're like hey i said no calm the fuck down what you're not you gonna try to rape me or something they'll be like whoa whoa why are we acting on i wasn't doing that like you know you were into this you know like that kind of thing so and then keep in mind they had apparently made out some 10 minutes ago so to him he probably like this is a natural progression we going to fuck clearly you didn't shut me down right away so it's just about me getting you there quote unquote yes he wanted to have sex she said she remember him asking again where do you want me to fuck you uh while she was still seated on the countertop she says he she found the question tough to answer because she said she didn't want to fuck at all i wasn't really thinking of that i don't want to be to be engaging with that with him but he kept asking so i said next time and he goes oh you mean second date and i said oh yeah sure and he goes well i poured you another glass if i poured you another glass of wine now would it count as our second date he then poured her a glass and handed it to her she excused herself to the bathroom soon after uh she spent about five minutes in the bathroom collecting herself in the mirror splashing herself with water uh then she went back to ansari he asked her if she was okay i said i don't want to feel forced because then i'll hate you and i'd rather not hate you she said um she told the website babe.net that at first she was happy with how he reacted he said of course it's only fun if we're both having fun the response is technically very sweet and acknowledging the fact that i was very uncomfortable verbally in that moment he acknowledged that i needed to take it slow then he said let's just chill over here on the couch 
this moment particularly significant to grace because she thought that that would be the end of the sexual encounter uh yeah because she told him i don't want to feel forced and to a dude that's trying to fuck that doesn't mean oh we're not gonna have sex it's just oh you don't want me to like i'm being too rough or too aggressive i'm still gonna try to fuck but now i'm gonna be nicer about it you know what i mean correct uh her remark about not wanting to feel forced had added a verbal component to the cues she was trying to give him about her discomfort when she sat down on the floor next to Zari, who sat on the couch she thought it might he might rub her back play with her hair or something to calm her down um i yeah i i don't really know why she, what would make her think that at that point in this juncture after the way everything had gone but okay he instructed her to turn around she he sat back pointed to his penis and motioned for me to go down on him and i did uh i think i just really felt pressure felt really pressure it was literally the most unexpected thing i thought would happen at that moment because i told him i was uncomfortable um so maybe he thought she didn't want him to take the pussy quote unquote but she was still down with everything else and they had already made out and done oral sex on each other um i don't know right his thing well well okay you want me to fuck you but we could do oral right like, and if she wouldn't and if he said well suck my dick then and she didn't say no he's like well then obviously this is the encounter that she envisioned right we both kind of are still want to fuck obviously soon he pulled her back up on the couch and she would tell her friend via text next day he made out with me again and says it did it doesn't look like you hate me um so maybe he's like so now i'm not forcing you because you're kind of into making out you just suck my dick we cool halfway into the encounter he led her to the from the couch to a different part of his apartment he said he had to show her something then he brought her to a large mirror bent her over and asked her again where do you want me to fuck you do you want me to fuck you right here he ran his penis against her ass while he said it pantomime and intercourse yep that part is kind of uh kind of uh kind of a lot but right um you know i guess he was unless she was gonna say no i don't want to fuck at all then he was gonna continue to try yeah because some people some men uh, uh people period when it comes to this especially the quote-unquote aggressor are like i'm not gonna quote unquote take no for an answer quote unquote also i can see you i can see him thinking like her since she flit and flat out say no we're not having sex right oh she means take it slower she means don't be as aggressive this is more about uh us you know uh we need to make out longer we need more foreplay because we also teach people that too like oh this is not a no this because she didn't want to hit him with a firm like hell no nigga it was kind of a like oh well well you like to take things slow you don't want to feel forced so that means you don't want you 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 want to be eased into it but you still want this right um anyway uh i just remember looking in the mirror seeing him behind me he was very much cop in the moment i obviously very wasn't after he bent me over when i stood up and said no i don't think i'm ready to do this i really don't think i'm ready to do this and he said how about we just chill but this time with our clothes on they got dressed side by side on the couch they laid and chilled on and he turned on the episode of seinfeld she never seen before some of these details that's when the reality of what's going on sank in it really hit me that i was violated i felt really emotional all at once when we sat there that the whole experience was really actually horrible while the tv played in the background he kissed her again did the v move with his fingers again and tried to undo her pants she turned away and she remembers feeling in a different mindset at that point i remember saying you guys are all the same you guys are all the fucking same i'm sorry asked her what she meant when she turned to answer she says he met her with a a gross forceful kiss 
uh after the last kiss grace stood up on the couch from the couch moved to the kitchen island where she left her phone said she would call herself a car he hugged her and kissed her goodbye another aggressive kiss he was really trying to, he was just like i i'm not giving up you are going to fuck me tonight uh when she pulled away he found she he finally relented and insisted that he call her the car he said it's coming but just tell them your name is essence which is a name he joked about using as a pseudonym in his sitcom uh she teared up in the hallway outside his place pressed the down button on the elevator uh got in the uber uh cried the whole ride home at this point i felt violated the last hour was so out of my hand um and his response his representatives haven't responded to her account uh she compares sexual mannerisms to those of a horny rough entitled 18 year old she says so to her friends via text after the date and said the same thing to me when we spoke but aziz isn't an 18 year old he's 34 year old actor the comedian of global renown who's probably done more thinking about the nuances of dating and sex in the digital age than practically anyone else he wrote a book about it called modern romance and it was a new york times bestseller i'm sorry built his career on being cute and nice and parsing the signals women send to men and the male emotions that result in turning them into award-winning madison square garden feeling comedy most people first saw him when he was tom haverford on parks and rec fan uh favorite uh whose absurd hilarious phrases were made to be mean uh who hasn't said treat yourself once or twice at that time he branded himself as a witty woke alternative to the stereotypical douchebag bro his early 2010 routine paints him as a kind of guy who strikes out because he actually respects women and then as he rose to prominence he focused less on his own sexual disenfranchisement and more on pressing societal issues like racism sexual assault a mood that has earned him tons of praise uh he was called by refinery 29 a certified woke bay uh in the second season master of none one episode includes a macho tv food guy named chef jeff who gives Ansari's character dev a huge career opportunity before being accused of sexually inappropriate conduct by a bunch of women discussing the storyline Ansari said he wanted to examine what happens when much love characters are revealed to be creeps making all around them who don't seek out complicit so it was like okay what if this is one of those type of guys we just get the audience to love them and then we pull the rug out from under them at the end and reveal he actually not a good dude uh speaking to babe grace mentioned the glaring gap between his comedy and behavior his comedy persona as behavior she experienced in the apartment as a reason why she didn't get out earlier yeah that was the thing because a lot of people were like why didn't you just leave and i was thinking like if she's a fan of his she really might think like it's like be giving him the benefit of the doubt or like mm-hmm. oh he's not he's clearly just misunderstanding me or clearly he like he i did i wasn't forceful enough earlier but now i just let him know and he's gonna respect that and we're cool mm-hmm. and uh that shit is on the stage it's not necessarily the same he was trying to fuck like almost any other horny dude um he wasn't being woke feminist bay at that moment he was being trying to get some pussy dude you know um not to say that that you know woke people ain't never trying to get some pussy but just saying in general like that shit is a stage persona correct um anyway she says i didn't leave because i was stunned and shocked this is not what i expected i seen some of his shows read excerpts from his book and i was not expecting a bad night at all much less a violating night and a painful one the uber home of his apartment grace texted a friend i hate men i had i had to say no a lot he wanted sex he wanted to get me drunk and then fuck me she texted another friend after she got back to the apartment i'm i'm taking a bath i'm really upset i feel weird her roommate who they stuck to uh didn't see her talk to grace until the morning after the roommate asked how it went right away she said it was awful it didn't feel good at all grace filled her roommate up in details i guess it ended up getting really fucking weird really fucking quick uh she was really shaking up about it another friend texted her and she told her she was so upset 
um so she said she said the next day groggy and miserable when they asked she told her co-workers that the day had gone poorly she also yeah she had been telling everybody because she was going on a date with this dude she probably thought it was gonna be uh much cooler than this like it didn't sound like she was on some like i can't wait to fucking see you sorry shit but right. like you know um but like she liked him as a as a persona or whatever mm-hmm. and uh she got let down by the fact that he's just a, a horny dude trying to fuck her and didn't see her as much more than that correct um it was fun meeting you last night i'm sorry sent her on a text on tuesday evening last night might have been fun for you but it wasn't for me she responded you ignored my clear nonverbal cues you kept going with advances she explains why she is telling him how she felt i want to make sure you're aware so maybe the next girl does have to crown the ride home i'm so sad to hear this he responded clearly i misread things in the moment and i'm truly sorry uh that's the last contact she had when i'm sorry and that night in his apartment was the last time she saw him until she watched him win on the golden glows now here's the thing i don't know why they would continue to text after that necessarily um if she felt that way about it and if he truly was sorry i don't know what the next step is because if it's not if it hasn't risen to the level of like criminality where you're gonna press charges or something and you clearly were creeped the fuck out by this nigga if he would have kept texting that would have been to me worse right if he like that would have been another violation of that no to be like well look uh we should go on another date or let me make it up to you or whatever like nope dude, like clearly y'all don't if if i'm taking you at face value and you're a season sorry at the best reading of the scenario you clearly didn't read her groove right so there's no reason to have further communication with you right so i don't know why that would necessarily be tossed in as as a as kind of a, a jab at him it seemed like he should have backed off like i would if it was if i if i misunderstood somebody that much i'm completely fine being like we should probably just not communicate um anyway uh she says her friends helped her grapple with the aftermath of him winning the golden uh globe and shit um it took me a really long time to validate this as sexual assault i was debating if this is an awkward sexual experience or sexual assault and that's why i confronted so many of my friends and listened to what they had to say because i wanted validation that it was actually bad for grace the golden glows brought events back to the forefront it was actually painful to watch him win and accept an award and absolutely cringe whether he was wearing a time's up pen i think he start that started a new fire i think that started a new fire and it kind of made it more real she said i believe that i was taken advantage of by aziz i was not listened to and ignored it was by far the worst experience with a man i've ever had um yeah and and nazari's team has not uh responded yet well i don't know like i don't think um i think if there's more people coming forward then you'll see the story change around him yes as of right now though between this one woman and one dude i think the vast majority of people are not gonna um think that is uh sexual assault not not to yeah they're not gonna think she's not, been violated right i'm not saying that's fair or not um uh and then i think because of the if, you know the wording that she chose even in the article and that if we believe her then the words she chose during that discussion they weren't uh firm like absolutely not this is not happening no uh most people will take that as well he just didn't understand because he'll get the benefit of doubt because most people like him um but uh it's definitely a uh um it's definitely a a messy ass situation you know and i think depending on how much you like the dude is how much 
whatever grace you're willing to extend them yeah and that's the thing a lot of dudes don't want to be in these quote-unquote messy situations uh and the thing is society always we talked about this before society always teaches women to protect yourself da 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 want doesn't society teach men to protect themselves too Mm-hmm. like they don't teach men quote unquote don't put yourself in this situation don't don't you know don't have it where your actions can be questioned don't have it where people are second guessing you don't be aggressive when you don't know ask for consent continually ask for consent you know uh un- un- until you put your dick in even after you put your dick in sometimes but like are you okay with this is this all right can i touch you here can i feel you there you know constantly ask because at any period of time this person that yes can become a no i look you know on this show i've said many times and i don't mean this as a slight or this is really more about our society and more about how we treat teach men we shouldn't be teaching men um we're not at a point not that we shouldn't be but we are not at a point where we can have a conversation with men about like well listen this is just wrong so that's why you shouldn't do it we're not even at that point we're at the point where we have to say for self-protection if you believe that men are just being accused of any old thing and that they're being criminalized and thrown away and they didn't do anything wrong or there's a misunderstanding then you should be seeking as much clarity in all your sexual encounters as possible as possible not for not because you respect women because let's face it many uh folks don't or even if they say they do in practice they don't right and society kind of makes people feel like they don't have to okay well then instead of you complaining on the back end about bitches always trying to catch niggas and do that why wouldn't you just be like well i want to go into this situation as clear as possible you know as two partners engaging in in an activity together and i don't mean this like i don't mean the same thing as like when people had those agreements where it's like sign this agreement which is basically like a i can rape you agreement i'm talking about a fucking like affirmative consent is what it's called you know where you're like hey like is it okay if we do this and other and maybe that's not as sexy in people's mind Mm -mm. and there's no tv version of this there's no movie version of this there's no book version of like it's not porn right and it doesn't feel hot and all this shit i get it you know what i mean like yeah people's fantasies and shit those are whatever the fantasy is you watching on porn those are two consenting adults that signed a contract that went to go do some shit and we've even found out some of the stuff that happens on those sets people are like i didn't agree to that part correct but the point being like in your personal life if men are refusing to be like well i should just do this because i want to be a considerate kind person towards the people that i engage in sex with then why not just be like well out of protection for yourself take that no is no take that take that you know you getting if you're not if you're confused on the cues you're getting sit down and be like hey so just to be for the record you don't want to fuck you just came down here to watch netflix or whatever right the fuck. And, and, th- and that's okay but that's the conversation it's not sexy that's the conversation people talk about the kills the mood that's the conversation and it's something simple as hey you know i wear condoms even men are consistently with condoms hey i wear condoms i'm not, I'm not gonna fuck you without a condom well here's the next level though right here's the next level that i think uh on the other side of this that um is you know the ugly part but it's the truth um a lot of times people don't want to say no to this dude because you don't know and that part can never really be fixed correct 
because i don't because literally you don't know if this person's scared and that's just a reality you're gonna have to live with you have to hope that by being clear in your communication you'll know for you know like hey if this is not comfortable i need you to let me know because i'm not into like violating somebody or like that like that thing and there's some people that are like that's the sexiest thing a man could do there's some people that's like you know like oh this cup like i don't want to fuck this nigga no more i don't know but i'd rather take the chance with rejection on both sides because the other thing is if a woman tells you like listen i'm not trying to fuck you like i enjoy dinner and i enjoy coming seeing your house but i'll go home right now that's also that risk because that dude might get cold and be like yeah get the fuck out you wasting my time bitch like you don't know because dudes forever pull the rug of niceness under the guise of chivalry right like come on i was nice to you because i thought i was about to fuck i don't really like your ass i didn't want to hear that story about your high school or what you do for a living i like there's always this underlying thing with male women interaction uh, at least for sorry straight people um there's always that underlying thing that we have all the time where it's like is he being nice to me because he's trying to fuck me right or is he just being nice to me because he's a nice person or whatever um and i know i run into that shit all the time you know where it's like where where i'm like no 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 no. i just respect you that's it like we cool that's at no point is it crossing my mind like and now the fuck you know what i mean right but the fact that there's a lot of people that question that shows you how much of the um familiarity between men and women in heterosexual um heteronormative parents and whatnot how much of those relationships is really about fucking like my niceness was about fucking right and and it's one of the things too for like for me and something that i found out is that i am just a happy jovial person and i smile and i'm nice to everybody and your dick ain't the special dick that i'm just smiling and looking at today but for the fact that i smiled and looked your way and bared my teeth all of a sudden i want to fuck you and there's a lot of dudes that i just walk by and ignore and do you gotta hear the well you ain't shit bitch behind you as you walk right. away hoping they don't touch you and put their hands on you because it's a form of rejection because dudes can't deal with oh lord have mercy don't reject the motherfucking dude with a male goddamn ego they'll fucking will fuck you up and then you know uh, why you scared of men because you, i don't know if you're the dude that's gonna have fragile masculinity today and decide today is the day and bit you the one that i'm gonna fuck up because i am tired of being motherfucking rejected versus rejection is a part of life for everybody but for some reason people act like when it comes to your pussy i got the motherfucking right to it well here's the part that's truly scary to me it's not even just that situation it's um the aftermath right because honestly the defenses i've seen of um okay i shouldn't even say defenses uh let's call it something else the comments i've seen that blame her completely for this make me feel like if he would have if she would have been accusing him of sexual assault they would feel the same way and that is scary to me because it's not that much of a difference like if 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 she would have said look and then he basically said you can't leave this house and and, and pin me down and have sex with me people would have been like um what were you doing down this house it was just one date sound like a a fan that just got bitter because this that and the other happened and this this story is very similar to the way that a lot of women 
are sexually assaulted it's by someone they know it's some by someone they trust it's by someone in a these murky situations quote unquote um and you had to fight a flight response you have people freezing up you have people ignoring cues and shit and so when we talk so callously about these things and so black and white about these things a lot of times we're hurting the people that are listening because so many women have been assaulted in general so many right. so many people have been assaulted in general that when we e- extrapolate these values of victim blaming and it's your fault and you should have known better and what the fuck was you thinking when we kind of do that we are also telling other women that's having to like yeah and that was your fault like this this situation i don't know about don't ever tell me about it because the only thing i'm gonna be thinking because you know i don't know these people that we're talking about i don't know a season sorry and this woman so you know what i really think so when you come to me even if i act like it's different for you it's not different for you in the back of my mind i'm thinking this was all your fault i was just i'm being nice about it because we friends but really it's just your fault it's no different correct and then you know you have men that are very hurt and distraught when they be like well why didn't you tell me motherfucker because i read your fucking facebook post motherfucker i read your twitter post i seen what you said under somebody's instagram post like because like i said the individual instance of these things are different but the reason a lot of this shit falls under the me too thing is about the way the societal impact of these things it's about the way we make people feel in all the time it's about the way we make women feel all the time in these situations so that part is the common thread that combines it all so you know the like i said when i first read this story i went sounds kind of like a at at best it sounds like he misread her signs at worst it sounds like he just didn't give a fuck but at the end of the day like um i can see how these kind of things happen all the time and people don't feel this way or people don't have whatever you know and and the bar so low for dudes he still would be considered a good dude by most people because he didn't just take the pussy he didn't get violent he didn't threaten her he didn't call her a bitch he didn't like there's a lot of things he didn't do that we expect men basically to do when they're told no um so i can see how people would still have a very high opinion of the dude even after this situation not all people but i can see how a lot of people would still have a high opinion of the dude but and like i said to me i was like okay maybe this is kind of a one-off it doesn't then you look at the comments and when you look at the comments you're like this mentality is the same for everybody of course that part that part right there is the part that can't be separated it's not the events are different for people the commentary is always like these women is their fault right and and you're not considering a lot of things because like you said in something that you said it really sticked out to me that nice guy dude kills me because right. it's a lot of dudes that's nice until they're told no and there's a lot of dudes that quote unquote put uh, act like they're nice and act like they care and then once something happens you go okay you're not shit either because if you really cared your response would be a response of somebody that actually gave a fuck about me and my safety yeah the uh i think like i mean it's a well-known thing at this point that people will say like oh these and like i think it's bullshit to be honest but people will be like these feminist men are the ones that's really out here assaulting people i'm like no then in that case you mean all men because the other men are just saying that they are not feminist and they will fucking rape you it's not like these other men are like 
they talk about raping people but they don't do it like no that just means all men ain't shit and i'm okay cool but people always find it to be more of a slight against somebody like say a season's heart or something and i'm not saying he raped anybody but the point being like they find it more like oh and at the end of the day he just turned out to be a dude trying to fuck and that's like worse but but it's like it's still bad for our, our default for society is oh a dude just trying to fucking treat you like shit that should just be normal you know so like i said i don't think most people at this point are even going to latch on to this as something that um will truly affect him i'll be surprised but i bet you if it's more women uh he gonna lose that netflix show of course if it's more women um and and who knows the way it sounds like this and and it, a lot of times the first person to accuse somebody it kind of does sound a little like man i can see the way on that it's you know the george takai thing the neil degrasse tyson has has a one and you know hers then you know there's different levels of credibility to all this shit but if it adds up it'll come for him you know but the whole thing about we don't need to hashtag his career we don't need to go get him nothing's happening to him as of yet Mm-mm. and i really don't expect anything to happen unless more shit pops up because right now the way society is built i feel like it ain't gonna he will not be put on the summer jam screen over this you know nope. so. all right um and then know also five more women came forward to accuse james franco of inappropriate or sexually exploitative behavior um james franco i read this article but basically he started he, he started an acting school that he closed down abruptly last year where it's like 300 dollars a month for students to enter um and it was weird because he closed it down right around the weinstein shit so anyway he closed it down um but the school basically was supposed to be different than other acting schools because he promised that he would fill his movies because he does a lot of independent movies on his own he would fill it with people from the school and um he was like we're gonna be offering roles so this ain't like those other bullshit acting schools where they you pay all this money and then nothing ever happens like you we will fill roles with this well it turns out that um the roles he had were basically for women and the women that got the roles they all required either nudity or sex scenes so it's like you're gonna be playing a prostitute in this role you're gonna be playing you gotta get naked and he was doing a lot of like who's gonna pull their titties out who's ready to get naked today and if the women said no then he's like stormed off and got upset about it um so people felt like he was uh exploiting non-celebrity women um and treating women as if they were basically just replaceable Mm -hmm. um keep in mind one of the things i find interesting about this is that you know there were men in those classes who were like and these bitches get all the roles and it's only because they show their titties and you know who they probably blame for that the women right which is how most men think it's these bitches out here sleeping their way to the top or whatever right but you don't look at the man above that who made the conditions to where the only way for a woman to get a rose to take her titties out you wouldn't then go wait a minute isn't he the real culprit here shouldn't it be a meritocracy shouldn't people be getting roles by whether or not they're good and not if they're willing to take their clothes off if they want to be an extra in a, a orgy scene and shit like that like shouldn't there be more to this than that he promised us legit chances to be actors in his movies and i paid my money every month for that chance and for his instruction but he didn't take it that seriously you know they were saying he would show up to uh class like sleep and shit because he'd been 
working on movies and stuff and he's supposed to be instructing them but he's like falling asleep um there was also people saying like he promised them like career advancement and so even though they would do scenes where he felt like extremely um they felt extremely uncomfortable they just thought like he's james franco he's he must you know like i have to do this kind of um and people people act like that pressure ain't real i don't know why people act like the power structure matter in situations and it matters how people respond to shit when you have somebody over you that can make or break something in your life right uh also like there was a scene where uh there was a sex scene where he had to simulate oral sex on people on women and so what happens is whenever there's a sex scene in a movie um those people normally aren't really naked they put like these prosthetics on men's penises and they put these guards on women's genitals so that your actual genitals aren't touching right and that's sometimes you look you go with that on it look like realistic sex well some or i mean none none of it really does but i'm just saying in general even when it looks real it's not right it doesn't matter how like there's a scene where you see like woody harrelson burying his face in some girl's ass there's something there now it's still very in- intimate Correct. but there's something there that is keeping that from being it's not porn he's not literally doing that shit right well um he made two of the women take off the guards that they have that are supposed to keep you from you know uh like touching each other's genitals while stimulate like while simulating oral sex um which you know obviously they didn't feel comfortable with that shit but he was like i'm an artiste and the artiste got to i guess not have these guards on people's privates or or the film won't be good i don't know um how that would work necessarily Mm-mm. um but yeah he removed protective plastic guards covering other actresses vaginas while simulating oral sex on them two others said he had ne- they had negative uh experiences on the set with him they say he became angry when no women would agree to be topless um uh his attorney disputed all the women's allegations um and franco went on the late show with stephen colbert um look in my life i pride myself to take responsibility for things that i have done i have to do that to maintain my well-being the things that i heard that were on twitter are not accurate but i completely support people coming out and being able to voice uh to have a voice because they don't want they haven't had a voice so long so i don't want to shut them down in any way if i've done something wrong i'll fix it i have to um but uh yeah he um also had some teacher student interactions where um he was a mentor to one of the women uh hillary dusson uh she say uh she found to be a really generous spirit helping actors her feelings shifted after being selected to appear with a handful of other female students and what she thought was one of his art films the other student uh natalie chamille uh said that she was told the footage would be used in a seven for all mankind jeans commercial both women described what they consider being an unprofessional hospital shoot at the strip club um so yeah he had this happen at a strip club um uh the actresses who wore a mask and lingerie uh he asked them so who wants to take the shirt off when they didn't volunteer he stormed off i felt like i was selected for something based on my hard work and my merit then i realized it was because i have nice breasts it was clear that that was not the case um i don't think he started teaching with bad intentions but he went down a bad path and damaged a lot of people in the process uh also franco um asked the women if any of them want to take the top off and he was visibly angry when they declined 
he just took advantage of our eagerness to work and be a part of something bigger we were all turned a lot of people do we're all these up-and-coming actors who were so hopeful um he uh franco of course says he didn't even make that request so somebody lied apparently right um so yeah it was you know it was the other thing i thought was kind of interesting too um because like i said i saw men basically being like well one this shouldn't count as me too one this is actually much closer to me too than even a season sorry shit right. this is literally in the workplace you know like it's it's like this idea that men have where it's like it's so fucked up that a woman can suck a dude's dick and get ahead in the industry that i'm competing in well isn't it more fucked up that the dude at the top would say i'd rather have my dick sucked than have someone do a good job at the job that we're supposed to do like why how do you skip over that anger into it's a woman's fault because let me tell you something if you if 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 you made a shortcut for anybody someone's gonna take the shortcut assuming that that's what happened i don't even think that's necessarily what happens all the time but assuming that that's what happened you blame the person for taking the shortcut and not the person for providing the shortcut or the system itself that allows the shortcut right because that shortcut's always going to exist so law of numbers someone's going to take it and also people do this shit to demean the credibility of any successful woman they don't like right so even even if a woman didn't do that shit she becomes the woman who took advantage and fucked her way to the top because i don't like her ass right it's amy Schumer must have fucked somebody to get that gig as opposed to oh she earned it you know like she's just funny or whatever i just don't i don't like her but her shit is she earned what she got there's no you know and for men we're constantly affirmed and validated even if there was a agent or somebody that was out here being like me if a man suck my dick i'll give him a part we would never think of men that way if a man made it to a stage he earned it deserved it and should get credit for it regardless of how he got there and men may take this shortcut too but hey that's never an option enough that, to right. fucking cross your mind huh? it would never cross people's mind that that was what happened you know what i mean so like it's kind of interesting to see uh how people still find a way to hate women in this conversation yeah, and that's not, what a lot of it boils down to, in my opinion. And right. people just don't want to say that. You know, when I see people talk about certain things around this, I go, oh, okay, you just don't like women. And if somebody right. says you don't like women, you're the problem for pointing out the the flat purpose of you don't like women. Because it's one of these things where there's no other excuse. Because once we begin to talk and I question, you get to a point where there's no other answer other than, oh, I just don't like women. So the other thing, too, is... um they had videos that women would submit to be like auditions and stuff and keep in mind it requires nudity um some of these things even what you would sign a contract to or whatever um um and um she one woman submitted a video and all of a sudden the video ended up on vimeo uh which is a public you know a place where anyone can see it mm-hmm. and she felt violated like hey i submitted that shit to y'all in confidence it was an audition for a role and now it's just on a fucking vimeo and then of course uh franco and his agency was like we had nothing to do with that i don't know how i got on there nah i'm I'm suing you because i didn't put it on there how the fuck did it get on there right if you didn't release it somebody around you family friend somebody connected to you release it so you're fucking held accountable because unless they work for you they had no goddamn business seeing this right so she's like now if you google me you can see me naked right i have never been on tv i don't have any real credits and of course i regret that because i don't want that 
Um, right and so now how do i get it down so now i got to contact vimeo and fucking fight to get it down right um so uh yeah um and then of course he had um um you know he had uh people that um i mean we talked about the woman that was his girlfriend that he tried to make suck his dick in a car or whatever um which you know like i said i can understand that somebody i can understand how someone that's dating would be like oh yeah suck my dick in this car and like oh i'm not into this and then that shit not being like a uh like people being like kind of like the season sorry thing where it's like i don't know how to feel about that i don't feel so convicted one way or the other i can literally i really can understand that i'm not trying to to people feel how they feel about that right um but this shit is literally in the workplace this is a power dynamic where you have control over these people's careers where you've promised them work this is different to me this is worse this is why it's part of the me too shit it is not a um this isn't even like consensually i had sex with a bunch of women and it just turned out that i treated them like an asshole no this is literally you saying to these people this is work and if you're a person that claims to be trying to help these people get into the game and then all you're really using them for at your school is funneling out work so you can put nude people in the background of your shit and it's only for the women really nigga that's fucked I guarantee up. you men apply too but guess what they didn't get the job right like i said there's men that pay 300 dollars a month that are blaming these women i guarantee that right versus suing him and go motherfucker this is discrimination against men you know if we, we want to be be real about it this is discrimination against men and why didn't i get a part and why didn't i get a role but instead they're too fucking dumb and they go with it's the bitch's fault yeah his personal relationship with um that actress that was talking about him on on twitter i don't know i'm leaving that out of it and also the shit where he tried to uh fuck uh 17 year old on instagram or whatever i'm also leaving that out of it because uh apparently that's legal in new york or whatever even if i feel like morally that feels kind of uh reprehensible but whatever like i'm not here to change the law but i am saying that for people that are like i don't see how this counts as me too this is how it counts he did this shit under the guise of his job and like i said it affected how these women work and long term it affects how much women are paid because if i only see you as a sexual object there's a reason i'm paying you 73 cents on the dollar i don't see you as valuable correct and also one of the things is let's say one of the men who paid and not getting a role let's say they do sue him people would wouldn't take it seriously right and that also might be a reason why none of them came out but the problem is out of that group most of them would blame the women and that's what i'm calling out right like i said the the workplace stuff is easier to parse because we have rules in the workplace correct people can understand the power dynamic relationship wise like the actress that was dating him that felt like well he was james franco and i was just an up-and-coming actress and he was a jerk and that's why i don't act anymore that still affected her job because she she quit her dream quote unquote but i don't like getting into that because i know too many people that will be like well she must not really have wanted a dream or you know so what i I can't be a jerk as your boyfriend like i gotta be a fucking great boyfriend or i'm in the me too movement i don't know or necessarily want to parse all that out because people's personal relationships get pretty fucked up pretty quick yes they do which is one of the reasons that people should think twice about having personal relationships that involve work you would think you know we're all human beings we all make mistakes but you would think that this would be a pause to that like 
oh well maybe i shouldn't be fucking people that i work with knowing that a personal relationship gets way muddier than a business relationship business relationship you have certain recourse you can sue somebody you can do all this uh i can be emotionally abusive to you in a personal relationship and it doesn't rise to the level of criminality and if you tell somebody this story it just sounds like i'm a dick but it doesn't necessarily mean i'm not a good actor or a good boss but i can still be one way at home and not that way at work you know correct you know it's one of the reasons i don't when people do all this shit where they blame all these people around the people like you know like with harvey weinstein well so-and-so must have known they might not have known you don't know people that's that's the thing people need to soak in none of us know people really a motherfucker can be completely cool to you and completely addicted to somebody else mm-hmm. pay attention to how they that's treat how other people works yeah t- and pay attention to how they treat other people if you can but y- you might not see it there's a lot of people that don't see it, and people that are whether it's the nice guy manipulator whether it's the i'm just a very passionate worker guy people have a lot of fucking disguises and experience being abusive they not gonna just come out and slip up and be like so i was raping somebody the other night anyway you want some more coke like they're not gonna that's not how those conversations happen like they would like harvey weinstein i guarantee was going around telling people he was fucking actresses like oh you know i fucked her right he wasn't going around going you know i raped that girl right that's not how it works so like i i don't i'm not even blaming the people around franco and all this i just literally i think certain things are easier for people to understand than others you know and i think it's clear workplace abuse being in a position of power at this school and and being exploitative to these women that is also me too it's not just sexual assault it's not just criminality but the workplace can never be a fair place if this is the way that we're we're valuing people in the workplace you can never get to that point where you're like this is a fair equitable system so it rises to the level of and that's why uh so-and-so made less money than her than the star of the movie quote-unquote male co-star because she's not as valued because we only see these women as a woman that should be showing us her tits you know we only see um these women as uh somebody that you know i can say hey no take off your uh take off the 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 guard to your vagina because i want to do an oil sex scene like right and also this also plays a role with when you look at it when you like i said when you look at it for men and women you go okay they quote unquote devalue you and you women age out quicker in acting Mm -hmm. that's the reason why you can have her and you can have lim neeson acting taking 4552 forever right but but meanwhile you know actress is done after she's 30 you know right. for a lot of cases yeah anyway man that was a i didn't know we were gonna talk about that that long um we gotta start wrapping up because we got some stuff to do this afternoon um so let's do sore ratchetness and uh that'll be it for this episode um all right here we go <laughs> Uh, a looting of a samurai sword leads to charges against the owner and the thief a 29 year old man who was chasing the thief who had stolen the samurai sword got uh the prize possession back but then was charged with having it 
the dumb and dumber caper unfolded around 10 45 a.m wednesday at newark's penn station when port authority police officers spotted a man running with a long object in a black garbage bag and another man in hot pursuit he's got my stuff screamed fernando pello uh pellet who had been chasing after leon curtain 51 port authority cops ordered curtain to drop the object a four-foot katana sword that was inside a white sheath encased in the plastic garbage bag Pelot 29 of orange new jersey said that the weapon had been given him as a gift several weeks ago and that he kept it for personal protection a source said curitan a resident of jersey says he was charged with theft and possession of stolen property cops said Pelot, the other half of the dopey duo was charged with weapons possession based off his uh admission that the weapon was his so he wasn't even supposed to have a sword and then he got stolen <laughs> all right guys we'll see you guys tomorrow thank you so much for listening we appreciate you be careful with your swords out here in public yes be safe out here it was a long not as funny episode as it could have been but uh we'll be back with more jokes tomorrow until then i love you i love you too